All right, George, you ready to pod? I'm here. <laughs> All right. All right, let's do this. Yo, Sneak This Podcast, episode 231. George, Greg, back in the building. Appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, shares this podcast. We appreciate everybody who's been sending stuff in to listener suggestions. Uh, been getting a lot of stuff in. You know, like I said, some of it good, some of it bad. But, you know, we'll probably get back to doing some of those in a couple weeks or two or whatever. Um, but keep sending them in, thesneakdisc.com. We do have a guest today on the podcast. We have It's uh, Kurtz, right? Is that Kurtz? Yeah, you said it right. Okay. Plays for the Philadelphia Thank Eagles. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I get that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Zach Kurtz. Um, he's going to be on here to talk to us about actually a lot of people sent us the, you know, the whole situation with Nike suing counterfeit, you know, websites, you know, brands or whatnot. <laughs> so, you know, I, I one of the things I wanted to do was instead of, you know, us coming on here with our assumptions, you know, our own legal you know, breakdowns, you know, neither one of us are lawyers. And plus, I've, I've watched a few other shows and stuff on YouTube. And, you know, they have their own way of breaking down the legal jargon, and the copyrights and whatever. I'm like, OK, clearly they don't know what they're talking about either. So I figured it'd be good to have a lawyer, an actual lawyer on the podcast who actually knows sneakers as well and a lawyer. So, you know, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I've been listening to you guys for a while now, so it's it's good to be part of the show. Thanks uh, again. Cool, man. We appreciate that. And not only that, but it is good timing because Lotus Head new designs came out today. So we appreciate you on the podcast. Like I said, you know this podcast oh, yeah. been there for five years. So I figured we might as well have a professional on the podcast for one time. Uh, no, get out of here. You guys are professionals. Just doing this mic stuff is tough enough. I can't do that. You know what it is? I was telling somebody I was doing an IG Live the other day, and I was telling someone, I said, man, you'd be surprised how many times me and George, even to this up to this fifth year of doing this podcast, we've recorded an entire episode and didn't realize we weren't recording whatsoever. I was like, that's <laughs> one of the worst feelings ever, especially when it's like 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, and then we start the show over. And having to re-laugh at our own jokes and remember what we said is one of the worst feelings ever. <laughs> I know that is. It's like the equivalent of uh, not saving a Word document that you work for hours and hours on. So I know how that goes. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> you know, real quick, we always ask the, the the guests first. You know, any pickups, anything new you bought, or anything you're looking to buy. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, I've been. I was bad last year in December. I went crazy and bought pretty much any and everything I wanted. So I've been trying to be good this year. Uh, to be honest. Uh, my most recent pickup was, I'm probably going to butcher his name, uh, Salehi Bember, uh, the New Balance. Mm. The Orange Balance. I love those. Ugh, I'm, I'm starting to go with the New Balance wave, to be honest. You know what's funny is I, I'm actually surprised that those aren't reselling for a lot more than they are. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got them on StockX, actually, and I thought the same thing. I was trying to get them before they went up, and I'm surprised they've sort of stayed where they are. They uh, That blue color that's coming out in that, they got another colorway, right, George? It's like a greenish blue. Uh, I see like question. a greenish blue one. It's like a blue and like it a green. It sounds familiar, but I can't confirm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I a light blue one. and the darkest green. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I've seen a few people say they didn't care for it that much, but I like it. I think it's really good. Um, yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm considering buying those. I really don't like the model as much, but I thought the color would have had much a, a bigger impact on it. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. I like the the nine nine zero or even the nine nine one a lot better. You know, the, the classic gray ones. But these ones, surprisingly, I, they're comfortable. So I don't know. I might have to check them out. I'm still trying to get my hands on nine nine twos. George sent me a link to the purple nine nine twos the other night, and I I got to the phone too late. When you sent it, did there was there a lot of sizes? I didn't even look. I just sent it like I saw oh. the alert and I sent it to you. I didn't click on the thing. It was next time you get an alert, just buy it. Buy a nine and a half. Just buy it. I don't think it was like it was like retail wherever that store is though. I don't think it was US retail, so that's why. Oh, I think it was okay. like Hong Kong retail or something, which is more expensive. Oh. Uh you get anything else? Anything else you're looking for, Zach? Uh, yeah, I'm sort of just waiting for February. It looks like at least nothing great this month that I like. I, I like the uh, the ones, the, the light blue ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's really what I got my eye on next. But, yeah, like I said, I'm really just trying to be, be, behave this month. That's crazy number. <laughs> I think How about you guys? Last year, like I said, I bought a ton of stuff last year. So, like, I'm kind of like, all right, well, I'm, I'm being smart, a lot smarter this year. But I did have some pretty good pickups. So, I also brought in... My Nike Bayou Dunk, which I'm going to open while we record because I haven't looked at it yet. So, oh, wow. You got Yeah, it came actually fast, you know, so I'm excited for that. Uh, George, you got any pickups? Anything you buy this week? Uh, yes. Um, what was a Yeezy that you wanted to put on the... Well, I mean, you didn't fight for it because Yeezy stuck, but 2020 Yeezy. What's the one you picked to put on the list? Uh, I don't know. Is it The Sun? Is that the one, the yellow? Oh no no no! Um, Three eighty. You put it on the thing. Oh, the black one. Yeah. The oh, Onyx. One. Yeah, Onyx. Oh, okay. It was on oh, retail, yeah. so I was like, might as well. Oh, so you keeping it? Oh, I haven't just came today. I haven't opened the box yet. So. Oh, so you did buy it for yourself though? I mean, I bought my size because it was under retail. So I was like, we'll get it in, see what it looks like, and if not, then I'll just sell it because oh. it was under retail. So. SNS uh, had a fifteen percent off code, so. Got that. Um, Cop the mid. Black red Jordan 1 mid. That's just to flip. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they suck. I think that's the one Andy got. Didn't Andy get that a long time ago? But he kept it, though. Didn't he? Or no? He keeps everything and then sells it eventually. Uh, a, <laughs> a resale store. still going good on the mids? I got my first pair of mids, actually. I forgot about those uh, last little bit last week. Um, I think, I mean, it's come down quite a bit in the bigger sizes, I think, but I can still yeah. get my money back and or make 10 bucks or whatever. So, all right. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely nothing special, but I, I, not that long ago, I think they were like in the $200 range, which is why everyone was going crazy about those. Yeah. I mean, crazy. Surprised they're going down. I thought they'd stay up a little longer. Yeah. What else you got? I think some might be wrong with the headphones, not the mics or I don't know. You're going to have a lot of work to do in editing, post-edit. <laughs> um, that might be it. I don't know if the game, what came out? I oh. lost on Orange uh, 13s. Oh, you try for those? I didn't try on sneakers, but I tried at Foot Locker just because so, oh. I'll flip it if I got it in hand before the release. Um, I think it's the only thing that came out, right? Yeah. You what else came talk out? louder. Um, no, your thing is the same when you talk. Watch. Um... I tried for the Sunflower or Starfish 13s because I kind of wanted them. They're all right. The only issue that I had with them is, is that, like, I didn't know if it would look like a true orange. I want an orange. I don't want the Starfish, whatever that's supposed to be. But I did consider buying it. But then I saw how much it was, and then I didn't want to anymore. 
So then I was like, yeah, I don't need that. And plus, I know for a fact if I bought a 13, I wouldn't wear it. I mean, I don't wear any of the 13s I have now. I only have one. So it's like, yeah, I'm not going to wear that one. I'm not Probably because they suck. 13s are fire. And you got to admit, that starfish, that orange one, that joint is kind of fire. They suck. You crazy. Mm, yeah. They I'm nice. on the fence about it, too. Uh, you copy anything else, George? Nothing? I don't think it even came out. I think uh, the only things I bought were like stuff that was already out. I had to rebuy, which I don't even know if they're going to send them now. So I had said I bought the floor, scrap floor, patchwork vans, whatever from a uh, size. Uh, yep. They canceled my order. And then I was like, what the heck? So I went back to the website and they still had the same sizes on there. So I just went and bought a size up. So I bought a 10, which a 10 will still fit me. But I don't know. See what happens. Like, I don't know if they just oversold those pairs when they had restocked them or what, but they still have sizes on there. So I don't know. See if that comes back in. I had to rebuy that. And then I did buy because I was talking to Curtis and Tapes. And I was like, you know what? I want to buy. We come on the podcast. We talk about a lot of sneakers that we like consider like super fire or whatever, whatever. And there's opportunities for us to buy them. Like all those times I think back to when I wanted Kennedy's and like, you know, every once in a while you'll come across a pair that was like worn, you know, maybe low beat or whatever, but like, you know, 400 or whatever. So I was like, no, I'm buying Wimbledon's this year and I'm buying US Open Air Tech Challenge. So I bought US Open Air Tech Challenge, the black with the blue ones. I bought those. This I mean, where did you find that in your size? Uh, It's not easy finding it in my size, but I found them on eBay. So I looked on eBay? Goat. Wow. Yeah, Goat had them for about 900, 800, 700, 800, 900 around there. I looked on StockX. StockX didn't even have my size. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and buy them. So I just went ahead and bought them. So spent a decent... It was my birthday gift to myself. And I appreciate everybody who sent me the happy birthday and, and stuff like that. they're new or worn or what? Uh, worn one time. So... Uh, good condition. Like they look super good from the pictures. They come tomorrow. I was hoping to bring them in the day, but I will be buying Wimbledon's next month as well. Like I'm gonna buy, and you know what it is? Is because like we talk about everything that we pick up all the time. And I bought 4D Packers, which were like what 260. Then I bought other uh, human race HDs, NMDs, whatever. Them joints was like what 200. Yeah. Then I had bought the Packer Woodstock. I'm sorry, not Packer Nice Kicks tie-dye them were like 200 whatever they were 220 so it's like you know what instead of buying a bunch of things that i'm not gonna wear which we've talked about on this podcast before i might as well buy something that we talk about on this podcast as like some of the most fire sneakers ever like there's no reason why neither one of us if we find wimbledon's air tech challenge twos in our size for around 400 500 600 but why we shouldn't buy them versus like buying three or four nonsense that we're not going to wear anyway. So you're talking to listeners right now, not me, right? Because I to both of us. I told you this years ago. No, no, no. We've talked about this numerous times, but I'm saying like I'm actually going to put it in action now. Like, you know, it's time to do it. I don't need to be. I, I would have bought Starfish. I, I can p- contemplate it buying Starfish Jordan 13s. That's how ridiculous it is. Those are 190 shipped to my house. Probably what? 220, 210. So it's like, you know what, why not put that towards something that I would come on this podcast and consider an extremely fire shoe. Mm-hmm. And I consider Air Tech Challenge shoes top three, top five sneakers of all time to me. So I'm glad I got those. Those come in tomorrow. I'm super hyped about those, actually. Like, that's a really good pickup for me. Like, I'm, I'm taking Rico's route of buying stuff now. So, um, uh, what? Say so you're poor and then buy everything anyways? No, I am poor, but and buy everything anyways. Oh, but, okay. So you are doing but, what Rico does then. Like Rico did last year. His top 10 buys of 2020 were all stuff that came out of the past. I mean, going back buying Ferris Bueller's, that's his favorite dunk of all time. If he yeah. found the price he's willing to pay, cool. AirTech Challenge, we talk about Wimbledon's and US Opens, all that stuff all the time. I told you this years ago. You're right, but have we put it into action? 
No, but I told no, you have, this years ago. You're right. So now you spend more money on shoes than I do. What? <laughs> you crazy? <laughs> I sell probably 75, 80% of the stuff I buy. That's cool. But you so, buy more than me. So you No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. You bought more sneakers last year and kept more than I have. This kept year. more? No. I probably had about 12 shoes, maybe. One per month. I think I had 11. I think no, you beat me. Right. <laughs> um, but I did You also, bought like 10 vans in one week. Yeah, I bought 10 vans in one week that were probably which, like, which What vans did you buy? Uh, which collab? The, the collab ones? Yeah, which 10 did you buy? You bought 10 in one week. Oh, I mean, I bought just whatever was on sale. Like, that's the thing oh, with okay. fans. Like, going on, and this was during pandemic, hype pandemic. Going on, like, Feature LV or Packer or whatever and seeing, like, a pair of old school vans that are, like, $69, $89 and they're now $32. I don't view that as, like, a, oh, this is insane. You can get you can get 10 pair of vans for about 150 bucks, and, and I'm perfect versus buying one pair of whatever that I might wear once or twice with a fit and then put it away and don't ever wear it again. So I'm good with that. But I did, I do have my Nike Bayou Dunk, which it's amazing how fast these came in. Like I made these, what are these, three weeks ago? So these were made about three weeks ago, already got them. I haven't opened them yet because I said anything that I get that I feel is worth opening on the podcast, I'm going to start opening them on the podcast. So I mean, I think you, you, you. The answer is they pre-made all their shoes because, like you said, certain things were sold out. So, well, you think they pre-made this? There's no way they could have made that in three weeks or whatever. It depends on how many the cap was. Like, if they were only selling, Man, if they were only selling 500 pairs, three weeks, they might be able to make 500 pairs in three weeks. I don't know that. All those uh, factories out there are making yeah. stuff for every manufacturer, and Nike makes stuff nine months in advance. So, I mean. I don't know how they'd be able to predict what I would want to create, but. Well, like you said, there's only a finite number of combinations, and they're going to make yeah. stacks of the most popular ones. Yeah, but I don't know if they made stacks of this one. Like, all yellow, all white, all black, all red, maybe. I feel like those are probably pre-made at some, at some aspect. Anyways, so I haven't opened it yet. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm excited to look at it. Actually, matter of fact, when you open it up, look at the production date on it. There's, there's a tag in there. Let's see. All right. We'll take Them joints might have been made last year, for all we know, and they were just like, we're just going to keep this in the tuck until... And they had it in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, this is good. Okay. Ooh, go ahead and, and, and indulge in that. Zach, you're going to have to look at the YouTube video to, to see. <laughs> yeah, let's see that. Uh, did you try to make a pair, Zach? No, I wanted to. I was surprised they sold out that quick. I heard about it, and then I sat and slept on it. And I, I to be honest, I, I, did, I probably would have just messed around with it and not even purchased it anyway. It didn't matter. There were so many errors that even if you tried, you might not have got it. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, that's why. I mean, hey, you could have been lucky. I got it. Ooh, George, these is fire. <laughs> these are yeah. fire. The date on the inside says one four twenty one. I don't know. If that means like they just no printed all the tags with that, and Ooh. who knows? Who knows, man? There's George. no way. There's no way they made these that quick, George. Yeah, or maybe they made the the pieces of it, or at least you know the different pieces of the shoe and put it all together. But you're right. There's yeah, no the, way. What's yeah, maybe oh, like yeah. the final stage of oh yeah, all the pieces were definitely fifteen days. Yeah, That's definitely crazy. all the pieces were definitely put together. I'm sure they made like you know whatever toe box they already made like. A thousand maroon toe box, a thousand gray, whatever. 
but these are fire. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm very pleased with what I made. These are dope. Okay, so this is the swoosh, this is the suede swoosh then. Yeah, uh, even though it doesn't look like swoosh. Oh no no, I got the leather swoosh. I got the the pebbled swoosh. I oh. think. Oh, that's sick. And then I for retail I, too, right? Say what? That's the best part for retail too. That's the best part for retail. It's bet. Yeah, it's. Um, this is the only. This is the only. Actually, besides when I don't it, know if it's what I expected or better than what I expected in terms of materials. Um, I think it's actually better in material wise what I expected, but I but I mean it's sufficient. If that makes any sense, it's it's. Uh, How's my design, George? How would you rate my design? Good. One to ten. One to ten, George. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I actually think this is pretty good. Well, you can't give a ten out because then you never can see ever, anything better ever again. So I'm gonna say nine point nine, seven point seven, seven point four, something like that. Oh, Somewhere wow. in that range. Dang, you can call me Gregory Abloh, <clears throat> B. That's a, high, yeah. That's high for George. I didn't expect <laughs> that. Fear of Greg. Uh, no, it's good. It's uh, like tricolor. <laughs> Fear of Greg, man. If you don't. Well, actually, you can be now because man's left and went to Adidas, so you could be a uh, Nike man. Yo, if Nike sees these and say, you know what, that was the greatest dunk creation we've ever seen, can you come work for us? I, I think do it. Nike has seen them since they made them. Nah, B, they ain't seen them like oh, okay. this. <laughs> I think that's why they rushed this one. They said, you know, this one was way too fire. He got to put this on social media ASAP. You got to get this on a podcast quick. These is fire. I love these. Oh, that was dope of those. What, so, uh, what color is that on the toe box? Uh... I don't know if it was called burgundy or maroon. I can't even I remember even the color. There being a maroon on maroon on there. And you know what it is? This is like my fourth one that I made. This wasn't the one I was planning on buying immediately. Actually, you know, every single person you that just said you just bought whatever you could. So. Yeah, because well, no, because every single I had this pre-made, but every single I had an order of what I was going to cop. Like everybody had said that it was going to allow you to buy one. So I was like, okay, cool. I want to buy this one first then try to check out, then try to buy another one again, then check out. But I couldn't buy any of the ones I made, which I assumed would be the popular colors, the all white with the gray swoosh. Um, yellow, a lot of yellow ones, and whatever else, and some red ones. I think all the ones where anybody made like a Chicago type version of it, I think those that flew out quick. The all white with a gray swoosh, I think that flew out quick. I think the black with a gum bottom flew out quick. And I think anything with a lot of the yellow, I think a lot of people wanted to do an all yellow version, and I think that flew out quick. Yeah. Any pairs I've seen on Twitter, IG, anywhere, I haven't seen anybody with yellow yet. Not one person with a yellow made by you dunk yet. So the amount of people that was probably able to buy those, like there's no telling if we'll see any of those anytime soon. Um, but this was my fourth one to buy. So like by the time I went on there, I was just clicking any of mine to try to buy that I made. So, and I did love this one, but this was my fourth one that I had planned made. So I'm glad I got this. This has looked good. Uh, I think I did. The only thing that doesn't make any sense is the laces look like laces that Nike has never used on any shoe before. Yeah. Are these that. dunk laces? These ain't dunk laces, right? No, the dunk laces are just like Air Force One or um, Air Max One laces. Yeah. So. I don't know what this is about. Thank God I got a bunch of uh, Air not Max the, One laces. At the not house. the super hard um, Air Max One laces, though, like. So, although I'm not people mad might these. be thinking about the green pair and the orange pair that just came out, they only came with one lace and it was like that super shiny yeah. garbage, like super rough lace. I'm not talking about that one, I'm talking about like the standard white Nike lace. And I, I'm not mad at these laces, like they're cool. Like, you know, I think this is going to be like an everyday <clears throat> kind of wear shoe. Like, I don't think I got like some plan for these, but um, I had planned on having about four or five pairs of them. So, I actually planned on having about 12 or 13 pairs and just taking them back if they sucked. So I was just going to buy as many as I could possibly make and send them joints back. But I do like those. So shout out to those, man. I appreciate it. 
George, what comes out? What comes out this week? There's a lot of stuff I want to cop. Let's find out. Women's Jordan 4 Starfish. I like it. Um, I mean, it's. I think it's difficult not to like it because it's a black cement 4 with the, like a little bit of alteration. Maybe it kind of looks... Uh, Aged or whatever, whatever. I mean, you we, think we it looks seen, like a cement floor? We haven't seen it in person yet, so who really knows? But I mean, you think that looks like a cement floor? Isn't that the point? Oh, I don't know. It it looks like shiny material. Like I remember when the pictures first came saying. out. For no one's it. seen it. In, well, I shouldn't say no one's seen it in person. We haven't seen it in person yet. But what if Don seen it in person yet? But I remember when the pictures first came out. They called it something else. Bread for like a. Rough cut bread for they called it something else. Looks like canvas or something. Yeah, and I think they were, and I didn't know it was going to be women's. So, what size do they go up to your size in women's ever? Size 12 is the well, some do, but size 12 is the biggest size in this one, at least that Nike has. Oh, okay. Women's size 12, which is a 10 and a half. I'm gonna, I want to see it in hand. I might try for it. I don't know. I don't wear my own my breads, but you know, those are weird. Um, Noter Dunk or whatever, however you pronounce the name, I know. Rico pronounces it some weird way. Noter Dunk kept two colorways. One is on sneakers. One is exclusive to Noter, I believe. I mean, Noter will sell both of them, obviously, but one of them is exclusive to them. I think it's the brown one. Um, but both those come out. Um, the Street Hawker SB comes out. That did an early release today on sneakers. I did not have access. Wait, oh, I didn't know that either. Did you? You like any? You like the SB Street Hawkers, Zach? Yeah, I like the street hoggers. I really like the noters to be to be honest. Yeah. Wait, what is the weird color? The brown ones? It almost reminds me of and we're gonna talk about it later, all these uh the custom shoes because uh it has that weird handshake on the Nike check on the inside. <laughs> I don't like it though. I hate that handshake. I do not like that on anything. On the vans, I oh, guess it's on, okay. Like the medial side or whatever it's called of the shoe? Like the Yeah, like with the back yeah. with the swoosh like cuts the corner. It's like a handshake. No, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's like the other side of the swoosh is shaking hand with the other side of the swoosh. That's what it's about. Yeah, it's growing on me. I sort of like it. I didn't like it at first, but you're... Um, I think I like the brown one, I guess. The blue one looks like it's... Like yeah, the a, medial side is the inside. The blue one looks yeah. like it's like a denim color, even though it's not denim, I don't think. But I've that light blue, I am not a fan of it. And I thought that was supposed to be friends and family, because I saw like Don seeing a bunch of people posting it, so... Who? Don C. Oh, no, I mean like, oh, sorry. Which, which, which one? The blue one. I thought that was only going to be friends and family. No, that, that's the one that's on sneakers. Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. I haven't even looked on there. Unless there's a third blue one you're talking about, like a third colorway. No, I think I just assumed since like a bunch of celebrities was posting it early. I think I just assumed it was friends and family. I don't think I had seen the blue one. Oh, okay. It might have been another blue one, maybe, because I feel like it was all blue. But I, I'm okay with it. I feel like it has a Reese Forbes SB type vibe to it a little bit, but... I don't know. I just can't get highs yet. I, I just don't feel like I could get highs yet. Like I'm not. I'm not in the dunk highs yet. I guess you can't zoom in on sneakers to see the. It's kind of hard to tell with the black pair or with the uh, blue pair because the swoosh is black. But mm. so the shaking hands is like back near the bo- the na- near the back of the shoe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like on the side or something. Can't like. tell. I think yeah. both. The shoes themselves are nice. I hate the laces, and I hate the pull tab on a dunk high. I hate the pull tab on most shoes, but, 
I mean, think about like a pull tab on an Air Max One or something. I mean, it's just are you? Why would you do that? I don't get it. But the the sh- both shoes are fine to me. I, those are two things I just absolutely hate. I think I would cut the pull tab off if I had them, and I definitely would change laces because both laces on these yeah. suck. Oh, the, <laughs> I told you. This blue one looks. This blue one looks a lot better <clears throat> than I thought it did. Red and white laces. What what, what color laces do the blue ones have? Like they're white, but they come with like the speckle in them, just like the other oh. one does. I like dashes yeah, or something. They're not for me. Yeah. Uh, what else come out? The oh, the brown the- one comes with like the same light-ish color, like bone or whatever, and then mi- like gr- um, red is sprinkled in. So, so, so street oh, hawkers red. already came out then, right? Because tapes already has his like skate they came shops. Out already skate shops. Them. It's oh, always okay. like that. You like those? Skate shops come out first. Uh, I can live without them. I'm going to try to get them because I'm going to try to flip them because that's what I do. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but no, if I got it, I wouldn't wear it. No, it's not for me, fam. <laughs> um, Listen, it doesn't suck, but it is tacky. You want to talk about tacky. And obviously, it should be called Nike Tacky. It should be not Nike SB. I think it, you know what it is? I think it, it reminds me of a what the, like it kind of has a what the yeah. feeling to it, you know? So I don't really mind it that much. I don't, I'm not a fan of it because like I think it has like different texture elements on it, which I don't really care for. I feel like some of the areas should have had solid colors versus what it does. And I get that. I think it's supposed to like um, street cart or street food in Japan or something like that. It has that's some type of meaning. That's what a street hawker is. is oh, the yeah. Hawk the food on the streets. I will say, though, when I saw, like, the little post about what each colorway and stuff is, it made me it made me a little, not annoyed, but I was like, okay. Like, the yellow sole is supposed to be the cooking grease. And I was like, okay. like <laughs> Fam, I mean, you sat here and talked about how. I like those. You sat here and talked about how the Thanksgiving shoe, the whole pack was fire. And now you complaining about the oh, grease? Oh, no, 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 no. The entire pack, the build, the theatrics of the traducan of concepts is cool. But yeah. I didn't see like an arrow yeah, pointing like to the soul the saying, shoe. oh, this is the color of yams. That's the color of cranberry sauce. I didn't see any of that. All right. All right. That's whack. But <laughs> pointing an arrow saying like, oh, that's the lettuce. So that's on the, the nah, I don't like that. Now, I didn't see that. But I'm saying that's what that poster represented so um listen none, i mean none, even we i we talked about or maybe we didn't talk about it on here but like some people i guess got the impression that i think like because we put um ben and jerry's and stuff like that on overrated the shoe sucks no the sh- all those nike sbs are nice even the what's the pink one uh you said you saw it in the store when you did that thing and it was not actually nice oh um the blue shoe state strange loves so oh, all these, yeah, yeah, all these SBs are nice. It doesn't just because we put something on overrated doesn't mean it sucks. It it's not for me personally. I would never wear that chunky donkey unless I got it for retail and it had no resale value. Like that's the only <laughs> way I would wear it because it's to me it is what oh, it is. It's a point. it's a hundred dollar or hundred ten dollar shoe that that like you wear you skate it like that's the point like that what you got right there is like those that's obviously like the basketball or lifestyle version of a nike dunk but to me that's like you skate that shoe you know what i mean like you know so i would never well never you know i wouldn't pay fifteen hundred dollars for a shoe and then wear it anyways but like my example is (gasps) chunky donkeys don't suck because it's where it's still wearable it's just tacky and it's not like I, you to me, you can't justify paying over retail for that shoe and then wearing it. 
Yeah. Uh, it's more of like an art or like a flex, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely like an art piece. Right yeah, it is. Yeah. But like, or a flex in a way. Who who else like you said, who else is gonna wear a twelve hundred dollar shoe every single day? Or to skate in. People well, do it, but and I and I, but I view that as like just being more on a on a responsible end. Like I <laughs> I feel like I consciously wouldn't feel responsible. We talked about it numerous times on this podcast. I wouldn't feel responsible if I bought a chunky I got a chunky ticket for retail. And it sells for thousands. I would just be fiscally irresponsible no matter how much money I feel like I, if I'm rich, maybe. But I feel like I would be fiscally irresponsible. Now, now you sound like my girlfriend, man. I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, but now, <laughs> if you give me a Chucky Dunkey and it sells for 500 and it was 110 I keep it. Like, I, I keep oh, it. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I mean, yeah. that's a $1,000 difference, sure. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying, like, I mean, even for a dunk to be 110 and sell for 500 I feel like that is a lot of money for a dunk. Even SB, a uh, SP dunk sportswear. Dunk. Well, we would have said that a year ago or two years ago, but it's different now. Everything's changed completely. I mean, things come out. Street hawkers are seven, eight hundred dollars right now. I whew, they're that high. Jeez, really? God. Wow. Um, you trying to get those, Zach? I mean, I like them. I think. I mean, I like the story behind all the Nike dunks. I'm in general, I, but like you said, I would not. I wouldn't wear these. I think it's weird with the, you know, this is lettuce and this is that and this is the grease. And I agree with you there. So if, if I'll definitely try for them, but if I get them, I'll flip them for sure. What else, George? Um, this says the Chinese New Year Dunk Low comes out, but I'm assuming that's in China. Because uh, it's not here in the States. Is that the fireworks one? Mm-hmm. Oh, Firecracker. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's overseas. Yeah, I'm assuming something. the whole pack comes out there, but this says Dunk Low. You like those? I um, was- I like it better than like the street hawker. Oh no 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 no! Street hawkers are better than those. Not are these the fives? The five? The five lows you're talking about? No, there's no, a dunk, the- there's a dunk oh. sportswear dunk. It's called it's called firecracker. It's part of the same pack, it's- but it's oh, okay. the dunk. Yeah, I've never the, seen a I picture think, of that. Now. I think it, I think this is the. I'm looking on Goat, and I think they list stuff that comes out around the world when they do their yeah, they release do. days. So I'm assuming, like I said, it's in China, but. Um, I, I would wear it over like if you said you can have this shoe for a hundred dollars or this shoe for a hundred dollars and you pick one to wear I would pick firecracker over the over the street hawker yeah. oh to no, wear no, yeah. no way yeah absolutely no way really That's I wouldn't thing. pay resale for either one but no. if you if you said wear one of the here one of these you can have a retail and wear it it would be firecracker I feel like the firecracker one looks like for kids like it looks like a kitty shoe I mean both of them technically look like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tacky versus tacky one is less tacky to me. One looks like my pajamas yeah. my kids wear. Like the firecracker, it looks like kid pajamas. Like it looks. I mean, yeah. this shoe looks like the stuff that we used to make fun of with like those Kobe pizzas and stuff. Like, I mean. I mean, there's one shoe that's better in the firecracker pack. With, I mean, the, the firecracker, the street I mean, hawker. That's how most what the but, shoes are. Yeah, but that's why I said like I look at it as a, as a what the thing. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah, what the lettuce and what the grease. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What else come out? Uh, Air Max One Leather Obsidian. I I definitely want that one. I, all these shoes come out on sneakers on the same day, so it's going to be impossible to try to win That's multiple things. Fast. But um, Yeah, Air Max One Leather Obsidian. I'm definitely copping that. If, I mean, I'm going to try on sneakers. If not, then no well. But. I mean, I feel like I'm supposed to since I'm a Cowboys fan, but... I just, leather leather Air Max ones are growing on me. I will say that, but I just I I just cannot get with a leather Air Force One. It just it has never throughout any time an Air Max so One buy it and then take it back if it sucks or sell it or whatever. Eh, 
I guess. You open the box, you'll change your mind. I don't think mind. I'll get it and think it sucks enough for me to like send it back. Like I own a lot of stuff I think is eyed enough for me to keep. Like it's <laughs> the Air Max One. Like okay. And I but and I also hate the fact that I feel like I might, I should buy it because it's close to cowboy colors. Like I'm not trying to make a cowboy's costume when I watch the team lose every week. Like I just. Mm, eh. You're more of an Air Max One guy than I am, I think. You have a lot more Air Max Ones than I do. Like, I think mm. that's like... It's a basic shoe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know what it means. It's basic, but like, I think you need like everything. You one. can wear literally that shoe with just about anything. Debatable. No, it's not debatable. Cowboys gear. What else? I mean, the fact that you think in only Cowboys with that's that shoe... That's the only just... thing I can think of when I look at that shoe. Fam. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeezy Boost 700 Sun. Copped, copped, copped. <laughs> Zach, you copping? They like it. I'm going to, especially because the price decreased. I don't know That's if I'll the, keep them, but the they look like just the Wave Runners to me, but yellow. And I love the Wave Runners. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what they are. If Wave Runner was yeah. 240 I would have kept the Wave Runner. Well, yeah, exactly. Assuming it wasn't reselling for 800 when I first sold it or whatever. But. Um, but These wow. ones, when I saw actual in-hand pictures of these, I was like, these are extreme fire all right now this is my resurgence back year of buying easy so i do have a few on my list uh, uh that are upcoming that i do think are fire but this sun one at 240 which i'm hoping that there's a, a pretty generous amount of yeezys i mean this one i, I haven't I, bought any in so long that like i feel like anybody who's wanted a yeezy as of last year they've been able to get it like i i felt like on this podcast any ones that you tried or andy tried it was rare for you guys to say I didn't get it. So whether your size or not, I mean, if you have like status on the Adidas app, you should win. I I had a streak where I lost like four or five things in a row, and one of the things I really wanted. But you know, whatever it is, what it is. I think uh, if you could lower the price on every single Kanye item or you know Kanye Adidas item, I wouldn't care about a single one except seven hundreds. Seven hundreds is the only one that I refuse to buy, even though it was a good shoe. Just specifically because of the price point, I'm 300 plus tax is 325. I'm not putting a 325 dollar shoe on my foot unless it's like something that I, you know, like I desired, like that dunk that I bought. I wanted really wanted that St. John's dunk, so I paid that and then I bore it. But a Wave Runner for 325, I was like, no man, I can sell this. I don't want. So you must be overbuying Union Ones then, because um, you said numerous it, it, times so far this episode that you would never put a certain amount of value sneaker on your foot. You said fifteen hundred and a Union One. No, no, no. I, well, I think that's a little bit different. Union One, um, I concede. Number one, it's been out for enough years where you can justify the price. When when Union One came out, it was six hundred bucks. It, some of these dunks are coming out. That really have no meaning except to that artist, and they're twelve, fifteen hundred dollars shoes immediately. So I think yeah. that's the difference. One, if I would have thought about it, I would have bought a Union One when it was six fifty instead. Um, but am I overpaying two thousand for it? Yeah, I think so. Is it going to fall down one of my lists? No, it's still one of the greatest ones of all time. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think I'm just kind of overpaying a lot for anything. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. My new cap might be like four hundred. 
that's not. That's not. Well, I'm just saying the people spend that every single day without uh, blinking. So. Well, I mean, I just bought U.S. Open air tech challenges and them was a pretty what? penny well right but i'm just saying like look at the number of sales on StockX or whatever i mean shoes are and, and, but you know you know what it is when it comes to like the yeezy suns like the 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 price point is only what a 60 dollar drop from retail it's a 60 dollar drop which is a significant well, 60 am- plus the difference that's of tax, so 65 right to me that's a lot which is which is a considerable amount for that sneaker but you know what's funny? Like we talked about it. I, I talked about it on the podcast. You know, we we did with uh, Adidas. Like, it's the price point of like Adidas. Like, I can't. I do not feel comfortable that NMD that we bought the Pharrell one, that turquoise one, the human race one that we both bought, mm-hmm. and we both said this is fire. But it was what two twenty, two forty. All the Pharrells are yeah. The yeah, did not think the shoe was whack whatsoever. But it was something about that price for an Adidas. I don't look at the Yeezy Sun or a Wave Runner and say, ooh, 300. I don't even look at it and say 240. I say 200. So, like, when it comes to, like, a lot of the Adidas and stuff like that, now, which I will talk about later in the show, like, I feel like Adidas is in a really good spot right now. I am really comfortable with paying the 240 for the Sun and, like, feeling really really good about it that's gonna come out to around 260 after tax and everything but still like it makes it's the price point on adidas matters like it makes you comfortable when you're buying adidas right now yeah but i think that's good that they actually realize that i mean you know how adidas works where they have limited quantity and they pull it off the shelves and all that i think all these 700s that release everyone just sad and people and you know that got to have a whole bunch sent back so they're finally realizing that and they're lowering the price so I, at least i'm happy about that and i totally agree with you at that price it makes it something i actually might might try and buy and keep for myself which which i wonder why they did decide to lower the price like i don't know how the other ones did like the black pair i know there was a couple black pairs i think i don't know how they did with regards to like you know buying them or how many numbers they made or selling or popularity or whatever on them um, but I wonder what made them say, let's lower these down because the price on wave runners were just way too high. Like that 300 price yeah. was high, you know? Um, so who knows? But I, like I said, I, I've already signed up for the raffle on end. I signed up for the one on confirmed. And I think that's the only two right now that are currently open unless I'm missing some. So I don't know. So I'm definitely trying to keep those. So I'm surprised you keep them. Jordan. I thought you don't really care for yellow shoes or yellow that much. Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, if if you have a like, I've always said that if you have a plain shirt on, you can wear loud shoes. If you have oh, yeah, a loud shirt on, you should wear plain shoes. You just what don't wear that? loud and loud. It makes no sense. Well, of course not. That's only for to be made fun of on the on the social media. <laughs> uh, what else you got coming Let's out? See. Um, the Jordan Five Low Chinese New Year comes out. Part of the same pack. Apparently, that's hitting the U.S. first. I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with it. And, I mean, um, I don't think it's awful, but it's not something worth buying to me. I mean, in any manner. Nah, I'm not going to put no fourth effort for it. I don't know if it's like, going to resell or anything. Like I said, that I tearaway so. aspect of sneakers, that's played out. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, that doesn't, that's not even a factor for me. It's just, like, is the shoe all that good? Like, I don't even care. Um, maybe I will see if Foot Locker has a 12 and a half. I guess I didn't even look that up. Because twelve and a half would probably flip. Um, hold on a second. Because I clicked onto that shoe now, so I'm off my list. Uh, Volt Air Foam. 
<laughs> no. That's this week? I thought that was like a couple weeks from now. It says the 27th. That's this weekend, oh. I think. Or actually, maybe that's Tuesday. Hey, you know what's funny with phone posits is like, you know, everyone likes to... Oh, no, this. that's next week. We'll talk about that uh, next okay. week. And, you know, let's talk about that next week because I, I don't understand the direction of like, if you're going to try to bring phone posits back, you, you start retroing ones that like, I don't think people cared about when they first dropped. Like, who wants... <laughs> oh, who's looking for a all vault color pro phone posit? Like, anyway, they might they should honestly scrap pros to be honest with you uh, tell you the truth um i think that might be it i saw like an adidas 4d coming out i know you saw it, that black and pink one where like the 4d is really thin it's not like the stacked 4d i keep seeing it it keeps popping up on my timeline it keep popping up by adidas it's supposed to come out this week it's called 4d furio now i think the retail on that is like 240 or something something high it looks okay. I just don't understand the first, your first drop of a brand new model being, yeah. I think it's a brand new model, being bright pink, orange, and black. Like, it's just, it's kind of tacky, so. And what, what's, and what is it again? It's called the 4D Furio, F-U-R-I-O. It's okay. It's a low top thing. It's all right. It kind of reminds me of like a Y3 version of something. Yeah, I can see that. Have you seen I it? Like, I like, I I got a couple pairs of the 4D ones. I like them. It's just they're so heavy. I'm, I'm a big fan of technology and innovation and all that. I just I didn't expect it to be that heavy. You know, like when it comes to the 4Ds, like I have a couple pairs as well. And I just like them because when they were super high to get, like they were super rare or like only a select few of people could get them. Everybody wanted them. So it was like we thought they were dope. Now that they're available, I'm like, oh, OK, cool. I'll take mm-hmm. them. Do I think they're comfortable? Absolutely not. I don't think they're uncomfortable. But there's still nothing going to be like a, a regular boost. So, yeah, I can't find the one you're talking about. Oh, uh, George, I, hey, I don't know if you uh, had pre-ordered um, Zach, the AOD, uh, the Emmeline Dior um, New Balances. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but they sent an update this. Yes, they sent an update today on it. Right. Today. So it was the one that you pre-ordered when? I mean, shit. I can't even remember. June? It was like June, right? Let me see. I think you had pre-ordered. Everybody had pre-ordered them, but didn't understand that it was like a pre-order that was going to take, what, six months, eight months, ten months? Um, I certainly didn't understand that. We talked about that. Um, (laughs) uh, August. August, okay. Uh, Yeah. That's kind of pre-order standish, whatever. It was just that nobody was fully understanding of that it's going to be a pre-order. So what they sent the update is going to come when? They're supposed to be shipping in March. Oh, okay. Um, I'll tell you the truth. Listen, I honestly thought they forgot about you guys. <laughs> I thought like, oh, those ain't coming. Well, I mean, if it was like five people, sure. But I'm sure they sold a couple yeah, yeah, thousand yeah. of them or whatever. I don't think they're going to think about it. Forget I thought about they would just refund people. y'all. Like, you know what? We forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I... <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, I don't understand the from the very beginning because it says in the email they're planning on doing a public release too. Why don't you just wait till you made all the shoes? I don't understand that either. <laughs> when I, it makes no sense. I mean, did they need money? The only thing I can think of is they needed money because their business was running. I mean, it was it's COVID. I get it. A lot of small businesses are not doing well, and that was in August. So obviously they had plenty of time to like think up like things to resolve COVID issues. But outside of that, what other, cause you took the money then it wasn't like PS fives with like Best Buy or whatever, where you 
pre-ordered it and then you know they take the money when you get the ps5 they took the money a long time ago so the only thing i can think of is like that you know financially they were struggling and they needed the money to keep the business going to do their other stuff and then once they sold their next collection then they were like all right we're good oh maybe i didn't even think about it did you get both pink and the green no i only won one which oh oh I i got green so what it was was and just to refresh everybody's memories it was like you signed up to be in the raffle, right? They, if you were a customer with them before or had an account online, they sent this thing <laughs> that said, um, you know, technically it's a raffle, but you can reserve your slot, you know, and if that's right, you can only get one. So I don't know if some people put both on the same order and got both or just submitted two separate Apes orders, but I know some people got both. Yeah. Uh, I had, I mean, when I got the email, I was going to do it, but I just didn't want to pay for it at the time. I was, I, I don't know what it was. I just was like, I don't feel like paying for this, but I mean, I guess I'm, I'm not going to say I'm glad I didn't because I think the shoe is fire. The pink and the green, both yeah. of them are absolute fire. But when I saw the update today talking about a wider release, I thought, I thought like the raffle was for some to get it now and the rest pre-order like i didn't know it was like i mean if honestly if i waited this long to get my pre-order pair and y'all about to make a wider release that's that's asinine like i'd be annoyed like because when they do the wider release oh i'm trying for those i'm trying this fire i might get mine the same time as you uh i think that's in may oh okay so it's like you know what i mean i might as well wait for them and i don't honestly i don't know anybody who ordered them who were legit excited for them like oh i need these i think that's because it's like a as a like unicorn at this point doesn't exist until someone actually gets it. See, wasn't there some on goat and stuff like that? I feel like I thought I saw a few. What are the thirteen hundreds? I don't. I don't see how. Oh, they're really? not, oh they're okay. not made. Oh, okay. See, I, I mean, like that, that was like a couple. Under. That picture is either a rendering or a like a early sample. So I mean, both them joints are fire. The green and pink. I think the green might be better. Hopefully, it's not like kith filtered because they look extremely vibrant. Which on a New Balance right now suede, just like the one that you said you cop Zach. What's it called? I keep wanting to call them joint starberries and, and uh, Salisbury steaks. What they call? <laughs> I'm probably going to butcher his name. Salehi Bimberry. Simple. Salehi Bimberry. That's right. Yeah, he's the head designer for um, the or the head creative for not Dior, one of the fashion houses. Oh, What's I think you had said that. I, th- I think you said it was Dior, I thought. No, nah, Dior is Kim Jones, I think. Oh, okay. I remember you had talked about him one time being on one of the head of one of those areas. So. Yeah, All right, so Versace, that's what it was. I knew he's with okay. Versace, but I think he just said he's doing his own brand now or you know, a little bit. But he's he's from the US though. So he's from the US and then yes. he went to Europe too. Oh, okay. I heard the name Bimberry, but I just uh, Vice President of Sneakers and Men's Footwear at Versace. Hmm. Yeah. I saw some Versace sneakers that are coming out at concepts that are whack. Um Maybe that's why he left. <laughs> if he did, if he did. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so, like I said, we appreciate Zach uh, being on the podcast today. You know, like I said, I appreciate everybody who messages the podcast on a daily basis. You know, with us having the podcast, we're typically in the know of like any information that comes out. And, you know, a lot of people have sent us, did we see what Nike is doing and suing or whatever? And I knew it was going to be a topic on the show, but I didn't want me and George up here like our own speculation and whatever and the fact that you know zach is a sneakerhead and a lawyer um it helps so if you want to give us a little background on yourself and you know you're you know in law and you know sneakers that'd be awesome for the listeners yeah no problem i'll try and keep it short so i don't bore you guys no nah, man uh, go for it man 
as you said, I'm pretty much just like you guys, except I have a law degree. Uh, I've always been into <laughs> sneakers and cards and, you know, all that kind of stuff uh, before it became hype and, and before it became the culture and the craziness that it is today. Uh, I was born and raised in New York. Uh, with my grandfather is actually a judge, and my mom and my dad are creatives. Uh, they're actually really wild and crazy people. My dad actually is a sculptor, and he worked in textiles in New York. And my mom was an artist, a painter, and uh, she's a teacher now. And my parents actually moved us from New York to Blacksburg, Virginia, where my dad built a the first straw bale house in the state of Virginia. What? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> crazy, weird-thinking parents, and they're cool people, and I, and I love them and enjoy them. But that's where I sort of got uh, the creative genes and entrepreneurial spirit uh, and the urge to continue working with creatives and working in the fashion and, and sneaker industry. It's not so much crazy that he was that he built it. It's <laughs> more crazy that it was the first. Like, and this was, <laughs> I assume, like in the '90s or the early 2000s. Like, think of all the people been living in Virginia. Well, I mean, the natives have been there for 14,000 years or whatever. Right. But the people been living in Virginia, Europeans, for 600 years. It's just kind of crazy that he was the first one to do it. Exactly. And, and that's, I remember growing up, like you said, I think it was only about 10 when we moved. Uh, we moved uh, to Virginia Tech. My parents could, uh, they eventually worked for the university. We moved and started a, a bar with my cousin there. So if anyone's been to Virginia Tech or Blacksburg, there's like two bars there. Uh, and we worked with my cousin to start Sharkies. So it was one of the main places and it was, it was a cool thing. But, uh, but yeah, when we moved, I remember seeing all these crazy books that he had. And it was exactly what you were talking about, where the Native Americans were building what they were called as earth ships and crazy stuff out of straw and out of tires. And he moved there. We we're doing the restaurant and he just started building weird stuff uh, in a backyard. First it was like a dog house. <laughs> and next uh, thing you know, he's moving us out of our house and he's building a straw house for, for us. <laughs> so I uh, come from a crazy family, just very creative and very artsy like that. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. And then uh, I, I, like I said, I grew up in Blacksburg uh, after New York. So it was really just a small town, and there was really no access to, to sneakers and shoes. So it was me and two of my other buddies who actually knew about sneakers, knew about shoes, and you know how it was. We used to get the East Bay and the soccer.com and right. even before the internet days. And uh, if you had a return to Nike, you'd have to wait like two, three weeks to, to send the shoe back and <laughs> the old days like that. So uh, it, it was fun, but it was, it, was, it was different than living in New York. Uh, so I... I, I really love shoes, and I just snuck around and stayed around until then. Uh, and eventually, I went to law school, and I knew I wanted to combine my passion for sports and sneakers and everything with, with the law. And I really just got really active in sports law and entertainment law. And it was a it was a great experience, and I met a whole bunch of great mentors along the way. And they all told me, I said, "Hey, I want to work for these big brands. I want to be an attorney for Nike. I want to work for you know the New York Jets, all my favorite teams." And and they said. No one really cares right after law school. Go out and get experience. Uh, and that's really what I've been doing for the past, I guess it's been seven years now. It's crazy uh, how time flies. So it's been about seven or eight years that I've been practicing law. I originally came out and I started my own firm. And it was the Kurtz Law Firm. And it was just a whole bunch of wait, my wait, friends. Wait, so you, wait, so you, okay. I mean, I, I, I obviously know that you started your own law firm. I, I saw it and stuff like that, but you know, that doesn't sound like go out there and gain experience, like start your own law firm. Yeah. Well, well, exactly. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'll weave around the story. So exactly. <laughs> they said, go out, go out and get experience. So I was applying a million places and you know how it is nowadays. Everyone wants instant gratification, <laughs> right. especially at school. They want to apply. They want to get the job. They want to get their dream right after as soon as they, as soon as they can, they don't want to work for it. And I thought I would be no different. So I was applying and thought I'd get these jobs at Nike and all these places. And, and it was 
you know, it was, it was humbling. And I, some of them I got interviews and I didn't get some of them. I even got offers. Uh, but it was just me grinding and doing that and just applying. And I was fortunate enough to get a bunch of jobs working in-house. Uh, some of them doing internships, some of them uh, actually working as a real attorney, uh, you know, after the first year of an internship. But it was in the sports and entertainment industry and a whole bunch of tech companies. Mm. Uh, was NFLPA, I'm not going to name drop, but just a, a lot of big tech companies. And it was just great experience. And I was doing everything that my mentor told me, just getting experience doing any and everything from employment law to data privacy at law to contracts to intellectual property uh, and just getting my feet wet doing everything. All in all, at the same time, I had my own firm. And like I said, it started with literally me doing my grandma's will <laughs> and her little friends that she referred me to. Uh, and then my buddy in high school started his own brand. And I was doing the contracts for him and the intellectual property there. And then the next thing you know, he referred me to someone and I actually got a sneaker case. And it was a trademark infringement case. Uh, and I, I can't even say the actual shoe or the company because of for confidentiality reasons, but it was one of the big ones. Uh, top ones and it just got me juiced up again about sneakers and the fashion industry and it was just a great experience just to get get the ball rolling and ever since then i that was sort of right around the time of uh when the first yeezys came out the turtle doves oh okay uh, ones. yeah so it was right when the hype was coming back again and i mean uh, you know bots were getting big and everything the market was going crazy right or right around then so I was getting involved then, and I really was just me wanting the shoes myself. I didn't just like we've been talking about. I don't want. I didn't want to pay anything more than retail for a pair of Yeezys. Uh, and back then, the turtle does were like thousand, two thousand dollars. This, and you know how it was with the limited releases. Right. So I was really just in the industry and trying to get stuff, and I was just working, networking, making connections. And one thing led to the other, and a lot of these people started being my friends. Uh, and then. Like I said, for the past two years, one thing led to the next, and uh, I, I got known as the sneaker attorney, and my law firm now, I changed the name to the sneaker law firm, because almost all my clients, 80-90% of my clients, uh, are in the sneaker industry, in one end or the other, from you know tech, tech people in the industry, or actually influencers, or one end of the industry. So it's a little bit of branding and marketing on my plate, but it's interesting, and, and it's fun, and I really liked it, just because I... I'm doing what I love and that's really what it's what it's all about as you guys know yeah you know I, I think that I mean you made a few good points you know about like the the, the gaining of experience and you know um, a lot of times you know we a lot of sneakerheads that we know through social media, a lot of sneakerheads we know personally, and including ourselves, you know, a lot of people forget that, like, we have outside lives besides, you know, social media and the podcast, etc. And, you know, being a professional, you know, and I feel like it's, it's good that we get to talk to somebody who knows sneakers, who's in, like, sneakers, like, business-wise, and understand that. Like you said, you know, everyone has that instant gratification, you know, of stuff, and I, I've talked about it the other day with a few people. They would ask me about like starting a podcast, starting a show, and they're like, oh, how do you, you know, I tried it out, and I, you know, it didn't take off like I wanted, and I was like, well, you only did four episodes. Like, you know, the, yeah. the stuff doesn't just happen just like that, you know, I was like, it hasn't even happened for us yet, you know, like that. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's a continuation of working and understanding that. So do you work primarily out of New York or? Exactly. Well, I'm licensed in New York and Virginia. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, but I'm actually I'm located in D.C. I, I was listening to you right around Arlington area, uh, mm. Maryland, D.C., Virginia. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, one thing I I wanted to make sure that we touched on was I mean I know, I know you've seen today I don't know if you've seen it yet but Warren Lotus's new you know sneaker that's coming out. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, okay. I don't know if you were there and now you can hear me. So, you know, I definitely want to bring that up at some point. But, like, real quick, if you can, like, kind of break down the whole situation with Nike, Converse, the lawsuits of, like, I guess, suing counterfeit websites, social media accounts or whatever. Like, how does that work out? Like, how does that really break down legally? Hmm. Yeah. So, I guess, th- like you said, there's there's a way just that people speak about it and they refer to it as, you know, Nike sued this person or Nike sued these social media accounts for fake shoes, counterfeits. Right. And then, you know, the, the legal way to talk about it, counterfeit and fake are broken down into you know, there's millions of different areas of law, but they're broken down mainly into intellectual property. And that consists of a bunch of different areas. But the ones that are applicable to sneakers are really trademarks, copyright, uh, patents, and trade dress. And that's how all these different lawsuits come about. You know, essentially, it's really, like I said, everyone in the sneaker industry says, oh, those are counterfeits. Those are fake. Warren Lotus has, you know, fake Nikes, this and that. But what they actually sued for was trademark infringement, trade dress infringement. And those are all really different areas of intellectual property. And to be honest, it's confusing and complex and, and not, you know, not to advertise for lawyers, but that's why you have lawyers handle this stuff because they're all different and it's, and it's really complex and they're really important uh, because as you see in the past two or three years, you know, the line between what's fake and, you know, what's real and what Nike allows and what, you know, what actually constitutes a fake or, is really been gray and it, it's really tough for people to to know what what they could do out there especially for custom shoe people so that's why i think warren lotus and all those uh kind of cases are important just because in the past two years it's been it's been crazy there's been a lot of copies and a lot of air jordan ones and dunks and air force ones and a lot of custom shoes that people clearly are saying hey those are you know ripoffs those are counters okay and well then so then so so before we touch on those then so like just from what the beginning of like you know whatever nike converse suing the website social media accounts etc like one thing that i found and i don't want to say weird was you know we've been in the sneakers you know forever you know what i mean and fake sneakers replicas counterfeits whatever you want to call them they've been a, they've been in a staple in the sneaker community since you know day one you know what i mean so we always used to wonder, Alex, I wonder, like, why now would a Nike or Converse or anybody be taking such strong action against these sites, you know, now? Yeah, and that's a good question. And I think it's because it's based on all those intellectual property rights that I'm talking about. Uh, for example, the main suit, the Nike suit that we're talking about, the Warren Lotus suit, all those are trademark or trade dress related to trademarks and trademarks are brands logos uh expressions phrases that kind of stuff and in in regards to intellectual property if you don't actually enforce your rights that you have for them you lose them uh and then that's really that's what that's what the whole picture comes down to it's really it's really a brand strategy you know just like we talk about hey why didn't why did they go after warren lotus and why didn't they go after this guy you know he's making the exact same sb except it doesn't have you know the the Jason face on it has this, and that and that's really all about the brand. The brands they they choose how to enforce and what to enforce. And I think in the case of Warren Lotus, you know what he did was first he took the Jason dunk, and if he would have just done that one alone, he probably would have got away with it. You know, right. uh, because you know that was it was sort of just a funny thing. You put it, you know, the photoshopped on there. Next thing you know, nine months later he's actually making it. But what he did is he did three more shoes or four more shoes, you know, uh, and in that instance, it pissed Nike off and they weren't, 
iterations. There weren't cha- they really weren't any different than the Nikes that he sold. And those were some of the top Nike dunks out there. So I think he kept doing it and kept doing it and doing it and was edging Nike on. And it almost forced them to, to lay their hand and file a lawsuit. Uh, and at the same time, taking that to the next level with the Converse and the Nike going after all the social media accounts and all the websites, it's the same thing. It's just their brand strategy. They're saying that no matter who you are, we're going to go after you and we're going to let you know that you can't sell fakes. Uh, and it's with the Nike and Converse one, a lot of the people, I think it was over 100, didn't even really know their name. It was a Joe, John Doe or they, they had no clue how to access them or how to even serve them the actual complaint. So they're clearly not going get, to <laughs> get to be able to enforce it against them. So a lot of it is really just a show, uh, and it's something that they that these companies have been doing for a while. I know Adidas did a similar thing. I was looking this up. I think it was like 2006, 2017, where they sued a whole bunch of websites, and they got directed verdicts. But who, you know, who are they going to enforce it against? They can't. They're probably not going to get enforcement against China. So it's really just just to show the industry that we take fake seriously, and and people shouldn't be doing this because you can get sued. So then, like, in a, in a situation like this, because I think I saw, what is it, like, they want, like, $133 million in damages or something like that? Wow, yeah. So, so like, saying for something like that, they, they're not expecting to get any of that type of money back, right? <laughs> yeah. So, it's weird. With, uh, with trademark infringement, the reason why the number is so high is because if you could technically call it willful or wanton, which is, if you could say that's done intentionally then your damages, they're called treble damages. They multiply by three. So if you could say, hey, this guy, and, and that's the hardest part in all these dang cases. You can't, how do you quantify damages? How do you say, okay, because he did this, we lost a million dollars for sales. It's, it's really hard. And in, and in this case with Warren Lotus, they did that and they multiplied it times three <laughs> because they said he was doing it intentionally, uh, which, you know, maybe he was. That's why, that's why I thought the Warren Lotus case was so important and such a big deal because usually these cases settle. Usually Nike or the big company sends a cease and desist and it doesn't even make it to court. But not only did this make it to court, but all throughout the process, we were sitting there watching on his Instagram how he was sort of making fun of Nike and, you know, saying the opposite, saying, hey, I'm going to make these shoes and all this stuff. And, you know, the, when, legally, when you sit down and look at the document, you know he's not going to do that because Nike filed a permanent injunction. And you know what that does. And it was just funny to, to sit back and watch the whole thing go down. And, you know, I was just hoping to, to see some sort of result that, that the sneaker community could actually have the precedent or, or, or look at. So, like, I was going to ask like that about damages because, you know, we're talking about Nike here. Like, Nike, you know, damages against Nike, that's something hard to execute as an independent brand, you know. Um, and, you know, I feel like, you know, it's probably a good argument. I, I know nothing. But, like, with Jeff Staple endorsing the Warren Lotus Pigeon or whatever you want to call it, I kind of felt like that was, you know, that probably their strong suit to like really talk about being damaged or whatever, because I was surprised. And I think a lot of people were shocked and surprised that Jeff Staple endorsed it the way he did. And I think that's what kind of gave it validity and made people feel a little bit more comfortable about buying it. I mean, I can understand. I see what you're saying about in the endorsement. Uh, but at the same time, this, this legal standard for trademark infringement is likelihood of confusion. Uh, and without blabbering too much about legalities and stuff, it's really just a side-by-side comparison. If you were to take the Lotus shoe and the Staples shoe, and if you look at them, if, you know, would you think that 
Warren Lotus's shoe is made by Nike. And I, I can understand what you're saying that, hey, the fact that Staple endorsed it and Staple, you know, made the same shoe for Nike means that whatever he says is true. So it's probably a Nike shoe. Uh, so I guess I could understand that. But I don't know. It all depends. Who knows if Staple would have actually gone to court and said that uh, and supported it. But at the same time, legally speaking, he's still an independent contractor. He's really not an employee of Nike or, right. or, or I don't know. I don't know to what extent he is. I'm sure he's still I know he's on the ads and does commercials and that kind of stuff, but I doubt he's an employee that has the ability to actually speak on their behalf. So legally, it just you know makes all of us wonder, hey, that's our shoe, and it messes the whole thing up, you know. And that's sort of the bigger picture here. I think that the the fashion world, sneakers in general, have have collided so much with with street culture and with everything that previously. When when you look at something, you'd think, oh, that's a you know that's a fake, and it would be a lot easier to to understand and think it's a fake. But nowadays, street culture like LV and Supreme are are coming together. So if you see a Louis Vuitton Supreme, you have to think twice, and you have to think that might be real. Whereas whenever it was in two thousand, Louis Vuitton was suing Supreme because they they made skate decks. So that sort of hurt the legal industry because you know it made the line grayer. People don't understand what's real and what's fake, who's actually collabing with who and who's approved this and who's approved that. So it's tough. Who, uh, what would, what would be the way Nike would find this out? Do you think they have people actually out there? Do they pay lawyers to look out for this kind of stuff specifically? Do you think that it's just kind of like a word of mouth thing where they're, they have certain folks who work for them who are on social media? What, what's your impression on how Nike, at what point did they find out about Lotus Head? And then at what point did they, do you think that it started to bother them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything, especially with a, a big brand like Nike. Uh, going back to what I was talking about earlier, the brand strategy and, and enforcement, all that. Every brand has their own strategy. The bigger the brand, the more money they could put towards enforcement. Uh, right. with, the, with Nike specifically, I think that they have, like you said, scouts and people that are not only scouring message books and Reddit and, you know, reading the same stuff and podcasts that, that we're doing now and staying up to date with that kind of stuff. But interns and, you know, I think that they have the money to throw at this now. Uh, another Louis Vuitton is famous for doing this uh, kind of stuff all the time. They put flags and they have actually send people out to the Rose Bowl and other flea markets and <laughs> those kind of uh, vintage shops. And if they see fake stuff, they'll literally call the police and they'll report it and they'll take it from you. And that's their brand strategy. So I think Nike has enough money that they could have a brand strategy where they do any and everything. Uh, and for this lawsuit, I was reading about it, the, the Converse Nike one. I thought that, because there's a, you know it's a list of thousands of, of names, I thought they just had some intern and said, okay, go look online and see, make a list of all the Excel spreadsheet of all the uh, fake people and fake accounts that you see. Well, and they might have done that, you know? Well, you but know, it, what's funny is I looked at the sheet earlier today. So, like, I, somebody had posted a link. Shout out to the Sneaker Savant. That's one of the homies. He had posted the docs on IG and posted a link to go look at. And I looked at all those names, and I didn't recognize any of those sites. Like, being in the sneaker you know, culture, you know, if you will, whatever you go through Instagram, you know, like some of the most popular fake sites when like fake or fake sneakers, whatever you want to call them, when sneakers started getting that blurred line. And I feel like that blurred line came around with like around Yeezy twos, Yeezy twos were probably at one block of time, one of the most fake sneakers ever. And it got to the point to when we that was probably around the first time we started seeing sneaker prices hit the thousands. 
I think Yeezy 2s. It could have been before Yeezy 1s, possibly. I don't remember. But I remember when Yeezy 2s were so coveted and so expensive to where people were looking and trying to see. I'm not going to lie to you. I looked at sites like, you know what? I had enough. All right. I might have to cop a <laughs> pair of, of these Yeezy 2s that look alike. Like, I think every sneakerhead considered it at one point. And because it was like you're just trying to find the best sites. Some of these sites that still exist now, some of the stuff that we see on IG all the time, our podcast gets followed by all of these sites. They send us messages, yo, we can make AAA quality. We make the best quality. And they have all these versions of it. And I go in there, look at their pages. And some of that stuff, I'm like, if this is legitimately what they would send, there's not a single person that would be able to say that Mocha 1, that Jordan 1 he's wearing is fake. There's nobody that would be able to identify it unless they get it in hand and examine it in black light and all that yeah. stuff that they do. Um, so, like, when they're going after these sites, like I said, I looked at the list, the spreadsheet, like you said. I didn't recognize any of this stuff. I was like, who's buying this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> um, when you said, like, you lose it, like, the intellectual value, I guess, like, were you trying to say that, like, if another brand starts really using... Like if Warren Lotus would have kept going, kept 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 going, Nike could have lost that value. I mean, it lost that property. I mean, essentially, yeah, but I don't think that. Obviously, that's not going to happen with Nike. Okay. But wh where I was going with that and the trademark rights are, uh, there's a whole bunch. All the different types of intellectual property they last for different periods of time. Uh, with trademarks, the thing about trademarks is you could renew it for as long as you want for literally for infinity however you have to be using it to renew it so if you're not using it uh, and, and by using it i mean actively enforcing your marks or your brand as well as registering it uh, if you're not if you're not using it then yeah you're right people can come in there and literally take it from you uh, and it's crazy because what is it the coronavirus bill whatever they whatever you want to call it <laughs> that that uh the government just passed 2 weeks ago mm -hmm. made all these changes to the trademark system and they made it easier for people to challenge actual trademarks so again i'm not going to blabber on legally but it, cuz it's not going to happen to nike nike has a, enough money to actually pay attention to the trademarks and enforce it but yeah if you don't actually use your trademarks or enforce your trademark rights that you've paid money to get you could lose it and another brand could come in and take it from you um, so then, because, uh, you know, a lot of people had said, you know, we had a super large discussion on it for weeks about Warren Lotus. And then I saw it reach, you know, other bigger sneaker platforms, you know, complex, nice kicks, et cetera, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all those platforms. Right. And I feel like and it, and it, and it sort of like looked at like, OK, that's when Nike stepped in, like, all right, there's way too many people. Warren Lotus was one of the most talked about sneakers of the entire year and we and we said it it's not a nike or an adidas or easy nothing it was one of the most popular most talked about sneakers on social media podcasts businesses cnn business it made huffington post it made every single and, and i think yeah. that was because that was the first time we've actually seen nike take action you know we don't know what happens behind the scenes with nike and other brands all the time Exactly. I mean, 99% of this stuff ends in a settlement. I mean, I'll tell you myself, I've sent enough cease and desist letters for brands that they usually don't go to court. So you're right. This is one of the first times I've actually seen it play out in public. And, and it was more than just two seconds. It was, you know, on Instagram and it was actually in the courts. And uh, I mean, it even made it further enough that he had to submit financial documents. So we got to see, you know, how much money people were paying for pre-orders. And it was crazy. It was, you know, I forget the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it was it was easily in the millions. What was it so you know with him making the new model 
I, I, I guess whatever version, whatever it is. <laughs> Um, when, and, and you know, I'm sorry. I want to get a kind of better understanding about intellectual property. You know, maybe George knows it or not. I don't know, but like intellectual property is like the way the soul looks, right? Yeah. So okay. that's that's a, okay. So I'll break it down in regards to a shoe. If you're using, a, let's use a. I don't even know. Let's use. Well, a wait, wait, hold on. Before you start on that, do, does does Nike need to do a trademark for each piece of the shoe, or is that where you're going with this? Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going for this. Each piece of the shoe and each brand and each, you know, whatever design is on the shoe probably is going to have a different piece of intellectual property. Uh, so that's why if Warren Lotus comes in and he takes, you know, just the the silhouette of a dunk, but he doesn't put a Nike swoosh on it, you know, they're, they're in that like pretty much exactly what he did here. <laughs> he put a Reaper, you know, his own logo on that. Right. There's less of a claim that Nike would have. Uh, because of the whole trademark standard. Uh, the trademark standard is likelihood of confusion. Uh, and it's funny because all the artists, including Virgil, I watched something on Virgil where he talked about the 3% rule, which is sort of something unknown rule in the industry, but it's not even true. Uh, and, okay, and when I okay. say. I was going to ask you about that rule. I thought that was a true rule. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of independent brands talk about that 3% rule. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's sort of a myth in the industry because, and of course, it's a whole lawyer thing. There's no clear bright line rule. That would be too easy. You know, they can't say, okay, you could take 1% or you could take this percentage or, or that. The standard is likelihood of confusion. And the way that we divide that is through the courts. So they have all these court cases that have different factors. And each, each area in the United States has different factors that, that go into this. So without doing that, getting all nerdy, it's like I said, there, there's a whole Get legal nerdy. standard. <laughs> no, we don't have to. We, but, we, but, but it, yes. You know what it is? It, it's just that like we don't get to hear a lot of this stuff all the time. Like one thing like I, I always want to do with the podcast is to make sure that me and George sound as like knowledgeable in things that we we talk about all the time. But sometimes we don't get the opportunity like us sitting here talking about what we just might have learned throughout college and see on TV and stuff. It doesn't resonate enough like in having an actual lawyer do so like anything you want to explain or dig deep into. Please feel free because I'm pretty confident majority of our supporters and listeners might not know any of this. Like when Warren Lotus came out with the replacement pair, the replacement Reaper or whatever it was, and it didn't have the swoosh on it. It just had like a bigger, I don't know, skeleton. No, head. It was a big head. Right. But then they sued yeah. him again. What did they sue? Him? Yeah. And that was for the soul, right? It, yeah, exactly. So that's why this whole thing is sort of we weird or not the whole thing, but the shoe that just came out today, to me, that shoe that came out looks very close to the one that you know, he, he was talking about during the lawsuit where he right. said, hey, I'm going to make a replacement and this is what it's going to look like. And you're exactly right. What what uh, what the what Nike did is they said, hey, you can't make a replacement. That looks exactly like it for these reasons. And they talked about the trade trade dress was the actual uh, legal term. And trade dress is for the charis- characteristics of the soul uh, and or the characteristics of the design. So in this in this instance, it was the silhouette of the soul, because just like you said, he took off the Nike check by taking off the Nike check. It's a different kind of legal analysis. You know, when you put the Nike check on it, even though it has its stupid Jason face on it, that's not different enough. You know, that still looks like Nike. And that's right. why Nike got pissed. At, uh, and that's pretty much why they sued. So with his replacement pair, he said, OK, I'm going to take off the Nike check, put the Grim Reaper on, and hopefully it's going to be different enough. And in my opinion, and then, and that's when Nike sued again and said, hey, no, it's not different enough. And in my opinion, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think it's different enough. But at the same time, Nike settled. And in that settlement, 
uh, they they made a decree and they also had a permanent injunction, which pretty much just says you can't do this in the future. Uh, So if Nike literally just told them two weeks ago, you can't do this. And here Warren Lotus is today doing this, then he's either not listening to his lawyers or Nike must have okayed that that sneaker that came out. That's the only conclusion I could come to. Right. See, I would have assumed that the replacement, he ran it by Nike's legal or whomever at that point as well. I would have assumed that. Yeah. And then he got sued again. And the one that came out today, I mean, the sole is a little bit different, but it still looks like a dunk to me. Now, it doesn't look like a low and it doesn't look like a high. It kind of looks like a weird mid, like, you know, whatever. But I could be just the angle of the picture. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, like, is there a difference when it comes to selling counter counterfeit triple A's, UA, unauthorized fakes? Is verbiage a big is really important when it comes to that? Like is somebody okay, you know, let me put it this way. Somebody on a website telling you, hey, I'm selling fake Jordans, is that different than somebody just posting Oh wait, wait hold on. Before he gives a legal opinion, let or the the I guess it technically would be a legal opinion. Give your personal opinion on what you think the difference is between those two things. Okay. Well, first, just because I'm going to be, I'm a lawyer, I'm going to put a disclaimer that says everything <laughs> I say on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's no attorney client relationship. This is just my opinion and legal advice. So we, there you we go. are it's not fine. paying you to be here. So. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I always hear that on legal podcasts. So I thought it'd be cool to say it once. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so so I guess going back to your questions, or I guess which I should, I'll start I'll start with the uh, the three percent rule and that kind of thing because it sort of ties into this. Okay. Uh, if you guys don't mind, yeah, go ahead. No, <laughs> and then I'll go like this. So let, there's this whole unwritten rule out there called the three percent rule, uh, and essentially what it says, or what Virgil claims that it says, is if you take three percent of a shoe or you know an, a, something from someone else, borrow it, then you're okay. But that's not true because if that three percent or if one percent of that three percent is the main theme or you know the main brand or logo of that brand then it's then it's still infringement so that's not true and and using warren lotus as an example he used the nike check you know although he put (laughs) jason's face on and put two eyes on it come on now you know everyone in everyone in the world knew that was a nike thing so you know it, it didn't really the the trademark analysis of likelihood of confusion was easy there. Uh, so now with this replacement one, he took the Nike check off uh, and he put his own brand logo on and his own intellectual property. I'm sure he has, he definitely has some rights at the very worst common law, but he probably trademarked or at least did his own branding for for his logo and all that stuff. So now he's taken the same, it's like you said, it's a similar SB dunk silhouette and he tweaked it a teeny little bit. So that eliminates the trade dress areas that Nike was concerned about there. And then he put his own Reaper face on it. So, I mean, I guess that's why Nike was okay with it. It's to, to me, it's sort of like, you know, all the other, all the other kind of fakes or UAs, whatever you guys want to call them, all the other, or I guess not those, it's, it's, it's like all the other customs out there where they have a Air Jordan 1 silhouette or a Dunk silhouette and they put their own brand on there. Okay, okay. The so, well, okay, so then let's... So that was the, the one of the big things about, like, that was one of the big parts of the conversation among sneakerheads in the sneaker community was, like, is it a fake? Is it a replica? Is it a custom? Now, when you say custom, custom to me means, uh, custom to me has always meant somebody gave me an authentic SB they bought from Nike, and then we customized it and made changes on it. 
Okay, and that could be one. That could be that could be one thing. Right, and George uh, made that point too. That like, there's many definitions uh, definitions that could be associated with the word custom. So, which, like I said, this whole process of that, like, we kind of learned a lot. Like, you know, it kind of opened up a lot of our eyes to like a certain definitions, things we use, what we consider, and stuff like that. So, in your opinion, now I don't know if you can or can legally, whatever, is <laughs> no, it a f- fake? Like, are you a a fake? Or just to you, a custom, I guess. I don't know how to ask this. We, well, the question basically is just personal opinion, non-lawyer speak. Of course, yeah, yeah. What would you decide the shoe is? Okay. What Or what if he's it's, doing? Yeah, so to me, if it's a UA, I think it's a fake. Uh, and again, everyone has their own opinions on are fakes the same as this or that. But to me, it's a fake because the difference between a fake is you know, they're taking, it's the exact same shoe that you purchased from Nike, or it's an attempt to be the exact same shoe that you would purchase from Nike. But, you know, for whatever reason, it's unauthorized, you know, it doesn't have the seal of approval, it was done at a different factory, it was it was done here. Uh, whereas a custom could be what you said earlier, you know, it could be someone who took an Air Force One and put a Gucci Nike stripe on it. Or it could be someone who built a shoe by himself, who's a shoe cobbler or you know, and builds the shoe himself. That to me is a custom, you know, as opposed to uh, just a regular retail shoe that you'd get. Or, and like I said, an, a UA would be a totally different kind of classification. And, and a fake to me, when they say fake, they just say, or at least this is how I think of it, uh, a shoe that's, like I said, either a UA or a shoe that's not authorized or a shoe that doesn't have the permission of Nike, Adidas to use their intellectual property. But I guess in, that would be more But it's legal. intending to be that shoe, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's See? the whole and that's the that's whole the point I was that, making. So like exactly. So then like what it what it, you know what it is is that like when it comes to the word fake, we and we've been in the culture forever. A fake to us has always been like just portrayed as like something that is outlandishly like you look at it and it's like okay i see where you were going with this but absolutely not we're in a new day and age right now to where like i said if somebody walked in here right now with a mocha one on right now because i think i saw on your ig you had said like mocha ones were like right now one of the most made replica sneaker right now i think yeah, yeah, one of the most fake, according to Check Check, yep. Right, so it's one of the most, like, if someone walked in here with one right now, I couldn't tell if it was, a, I would call it, like, a UAA replica because I couldn't tell. A fake to me is those ones where, like, back when we were younger, they had, like, clear Jordan 7s and stuff and colorways and logos that, like, were nothing like it. So, like, and this is jumping way out the window. On a fake, so, like, if the Jumpman logo on a Jordan is just, like, a man running, but it clearly looks like a Concord 11. <laughs> is that, I, I don't think that's something Nike would probably pursue, but would that even be okay? Or Yeah, so, so you're right. I mean, it all depends on a lot of factors of if they'd actually pursue them. But no, the answer is no, that wouldn't be okay. Just because although they don't have the exact Jordan logo that they're copying, there's still other areas of intellectual property that they're copying, uh, like trade dress, the silhouette of the shoe, and the look of the Jordan 11, all that. And there's enough laws out there that Nike and their attorneys could find something to sue you for. Uh, so, so that's where it really comes down to. Every, you know, each shoe has different areas that are, that are protected. And if they really want to, they could find something that you're copying. Uh, you know, if you're not taking the exact Nike check, you might be taking, you know, the silhouette of a dunk shoe. Or, and, and, and then it comes down to the brand strategy. All these people like 
Air Kai, and you know, make a segue over to those ones. Right. The reason they get away with using these silhouettes, the, the Jordan silhouette, is because they have their own brand, sort of like what Lotus is doing. He puts his own brand on a shoe. Uh, and that, that sort of makes it stand out a little because, again, the, the, the standard is likelihood of confusion. So if you're, if you're someone who's looking to buy a Nike shoe and you go online and you're looking for a Nike Dunk and you see Warren Lotuses and it doesn't have a Nike swoosh anywhere, then you're probably, gonna, you're probably not going to think that's a Nike. You know, you're probably going to say, oh, that, that's a Warren Lotus. That's not a Nike. Uh, whereas if you go on the Nike website and you see a swoosh, you clearly identify that. So that's the whole thing here. Trademarks, they're, they're trying to clearly identify where these shoes are from. And although it's hard, you know, the more kind of stuff you put on it that relates to other companies, the more of a, a reason you're going to give them to sue you. Okay, so then that's kind of a, a good segue into what I was going to ask since you brought it up. And, and for our listeners and people who listen to this podcast who like us, support us, and those who listen to us that they hate us, I am going to talk. I'm going to bring up Air Kai. Okay, so don't jump out the window and lose your minds. John Geiger, Air Kai, all of these people that create these independent brands, and you know, like John Geiger has like his own version of an Air Force One, and then Warren yeah. Lotus had his own version of a Dunk, and Air Kai has a own version of his a Jordan One. Between those like models, because I feel like. Those are the ones, as of last year, maybe the year before as well, where people are putting their own stamp of branding on. Like, nobody is, like, coming out with their own Jordan 11s. You know what I mean? No one's, like, making their own version of a Jordan 11. It's always Air Force One, Dunk, or Jordan 1s. Between, like, those three models or just models in general, is it, like, easier to do so or is it, like... Uh, let me say this. I'm sorry. Let me say this. I feel like everyone's always like, uh-oh, a lot of people message us. Uh-oh, Air Kai's in trouble once this news came out about this. How true is that? Or do independent brands need to be worried at all? I mean, I still think they should be worried uh, because these big brands have the money to, you know, throw a lawsuit at you for whatever reason it is. But at the same time, the more of a, you know, the, the more of a creative brand, the more of a, you know, the more... The, diff the more different you are, however weird that sounds, uh, the more of a creative or original kind of brand or logo that you use separates you. Uh, and a perfect example, I think, of this is the shoe surgeon. Uh, he literally is using, not using Nike shoe sometimes, sometimes he is, but he's putting the Nike check on almost all of his shoes. But he's an actual artist uh, or uh, you know, and he sells his shoes for $3,000. So going back to the trademark standard, no one's going to be confused between the shoe surgeon and Nike, you know? So there's less of a likelihood they're going to come after him. Uh, using Air Kai, I mean, he has his own brand out there, I guess. Um, it's not as developed as the shoe surgeon. It's certainly not as developed as Nike. But, you know, he has his loyal fans and all that. So those people that are in the sneaker community and, all, and a lot of the other people would probably say, hey, you know, that's his own brand. And it's different, despite the fact that he's using the Jordan 1 silhouette. But at the same time, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a, I can't really say, yeah, it's illegal. Yeah, it's not illegal. Uh, because technically... There's definitely some areas of intellectual property, you know, that, that he's taken from Nike. Uh, but, you know, going back to the different areas in a shoe, patents are usually what you do is you get a design patent for either the, the leather or the sole or, or some part of the shoe. And patents don't last as long as uh, trademarks. They don't, they don't go on forever. 
So sometimes what happens is the patents will run out and then these other companies will come in and, you know, it's free for all for everyone. I'm not saying that happened with, you know, the, the, the Jordan one and all these other ones. It's just you can get away with some sort of stuff as long as you're putting your own branding on there and it's not confusing. Okay. And so it, then what separates it is, is that like, for example, at Eric Kai, he didn't make the swoosh sort of form a lightning bolt. Like Warren Lotus made the Jason head out of the Nike swoosh. So like there is no swoosh on a Kai. It's a lightning bolt, which now separates it brand wise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one factor that contributed. You're exactly right. Okay. But then remember the outsole could be. Right. But and then, right. and then the, I would imagine Shape. on a Jordan one, like the wings maybe, or like the area of the one. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, the collar part. Okay. So then how do brands like the major retail brands get away with it? Actually, I don't want to say get away with it because I don't know what happens behind the scenes when it comes legally. But like there has been a lot of sketchers and stuff that you see in Walmart and stuff that like you look at, like I'll say like the Shaq brand sneakers. You go in Walmart and see this stuff and you can clearly see this is taking the look of a Jordan 3 or a Jordan 6 or in Skechers you could say that looks like a Nike Free 5.0 or that looks like a whatever. How are they able to do that? Because to me that's what it sounds like what you described earlier um, the lightness or whatever like I can mm-hmm. look at a Skecher and say that looks like a free, a Nike Free 5.0. Yeah and you're exactly right and that's why I think Skechers I mean they got away with it but they didn't. Skechers has been in lawsuits with Nike in the past since you know, 2015, 2016, because because of that. When people look at Skechers, they say, oh, shoot, that looks like a, a Vapor Max. I think that was even one of the losses. What is it? The 270 and the Vapor Max. But yeah. what, what, the difference between a Skechers and, I mean, I guess Warren Lotus and even some of these smaller brands like an Air Kai is Skechers has money to do this. So Skechers brand strategy is pretty much to, to take other people's shoes, other brand shoes that look really, really good and sell really well and tweak them a little bit, you know, and put our own Skechers name on it. And they have the money to do that and then get sued. So like I said, the past four or five years, they've been sued by Nike. I'm sure countless others, but I know Nike's actually won three of the four lawsuits against them. So they're just doing this and they're selling enough that they could settle with Nike and then just make another and make another. And eventually what they're going to do is they're going to tweak a shoe enough that it's going to be their own brand. It's going to be a Skecher brand shoe. And that's sort of how, you know, that's sort of the backbone of, of fashion and sneaker industry. Uh, if you guys, I'm sure you've read the, what's it called? Uh, Phil Knight's book, Shoe Dog, yeah. where he talks about Nike and how he did that. That's what, you know, everyone sort of does that. They take some shoe and they tweak a little portion of it and hopefully they don't get sued. And if they get lucky, it's the next big thing. Uh, and that's sort of what Skechers is doing to a point. They're just copying everything. <laughs> and now I think they're at the point where they're finally trying to make their own stuff. But they just have enough money to do it. Uh, with Air Kai, he's sort of doing that. His brand's a little different. But to be honest, I mean, you know, he could get sued by Nike if, if he gets bigger and he starts, you know, selling shoes, uh, you know, uh, on a mass quantity. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Nike at least sent him a cease and desist or did something related to that. But it really just, you know, I guess it just depends on the brand strategy because they, they don't want to look bad in the community by suing all these little little creative people as well. Are there times where they would skip straight over the C&D and just go right to a lawsuit? Or, do, or is there like a procedure they have to follow? Or is there like generally accepted principles? Or how does that work? 
Yeah, I think there there are times, but you know, it's sort of just general legal kind of etiquette and morals that okay. before you file a lawsuit, you should at least reach out to them. You don't have to always send it a cease and desist. That's sort of a more uh, affirmative demand. I know if you know if you know someone, you could reach out and just be nice to them at first. But at the same time, by sending all this, it's a part of the procedure. And you see, when when Nike did it. Uh, with Warren Lotus, he didn't answer to the cease and desist letters. So they actually used part of that in the claim, and they said, hey, he's intentionally doing this because we told him not to do it for the past six months. Gotcha. So there's sort of a, a legal legal element, procedure element as well. Oh, okay. So then there's a strong possibility that this has all started before we all knew about it. Exactly. There's always something behind the scenes with with almost every company. You know, okay. uh, Nike, Nike, all these big brands have the money to – try R&D and try whatever, you know, pretty much whatever they want. And sometimes they don't do proper trademark search. They don't hire attorneys like me to do trademark searches for them. So they infringe. And I'm telling you, they get cease and desist and a bunch of different letters and all this stuff in the background all the time that we don't even know about. So we have a a, a homie, because I'm going back to sort of what you had kind of talked about with this shoe surgeon being an, I guess, quote unquote artist. We have a homie, uh, Rob Bass, um, he does his own customs and I'm not sure if it's, you know, a legal business. I don't know what it is. He does his own custom sneakers and stuff like that. And I remember, man, probably about five years ago, maybe a little longer when Louis Vuitton, he would do a lot of the like Vans and Jordans. And, you know, people would want Louis Vuitton airbrushed and whatever and stuff like that. And I remember Louis Vuitton sent him a letter, like a cease and desist, I guess. And from what, like you kind of said about sh- shoe surgeon, that doesn't qualify as that like a customizer spray painting lvs on a van that would be worth the time of a louis vuitton to send a cease and desist yeah it's crazy isn't it i've seen the same thing i've had some clients where uh you know, they might, they haven't been sent a cease and desist, but they go through Instagram or whatever. Uh, and instead of having someone draft a cease and desist letter, they'll just make a complaint through Instagram. But you'll actually get a letter. Uh, the customizer will say, hey, in Gucci or Louis Vuitton sent us this notice that wants you to cease and desist. So it's like an informal way of doing that. But, but yeah, man, it, it's crazy just to see how, how frequent that happens to everyone in the industry. Uh, um, one other thing I do want to ask you too is like, you know, with uh independent brands um you know when it comes to like i i'll tell you this a lot of the independent brands i hear them on social media talk about or have seen them talk about that three percent rule all the time and you know i think that was kind of like going back to that original question i had earlier about like the difference between somebody on a website saying we're selling fake jordan ones versus you can buy or just versus just saying Nike Jordan one on it. Like, is there a difference in that when it comes to a lawsuit? Like, Hey, I told everybody these are fakes. I was never acting like these are Jordan ones or Nikes. I mean, I guess you could use it as a defense uh, because again, it depends, you know, what you're charged with, but using that same standard that I've been talking about the whole time, the trademarks and likelihood of confusion. If you're telling someone these are fake shoes, then there, there clearly shouldn't be any confusion between them. You know, but at the same time, it's illegal for you to sell those fake shoes. You know, it, it's illegal for you to sell them because you're selling counterfeit goods. You know, you're selling fake Nike shoes uh, and you can't do that. Only Nike could sell Nike shoes. And that's how, all the trademark laws. How often do like a lot of legal cases and stuff happen in the fashion world? 
I'm, they happen frequently, and it's all not all, but I'd say a lot of them are in this area: trademarks, intellectual property, copyrights. Uh, I mean, any and everything has a design or a pattern or a brand or or this or that on it. And in, in the times that we're living now, with COVID and online retail increasing and and new brands popping up all over the world, you know, it, it's every second, and, and that's sort of why I'm. St- I've been focusing on my firm more with the sneaker law firm and even, you know, just focusing on the sneaker industry more because no one knows the laws in this industry. Uh, And as I was saying, all these brands are popping up and some of them are, you know, individual people, one, two, three people, companies, and they're not, they don't have a legal team and they don't really know any of these kind of laws. So infringement and all this kind of stuff goes on everywhere. Uh, And if you're actually trying to build a brand, there's a lot of checks and legal checks and procedural checks and stuff you need to do, but it, it you know you could be infringing on someone in another country without even knowing it. Uh, and in the society we live today, it happens all the time. So th- it's 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 crazy. I feel like there's just a, a real big need for sneakers and everyone in the industry just to know the laws and be be aware of them, uh, because the whole purpose of these laws is to have creative people building stuff and creating stuff and making new stuff, and they want to encourage that. But at the same time, you can't be copying people and, you know, you have to be using the creativity yourself. Uh, so it's even harder nowadays when everyone's connected. So there's my little spiel. So if something's go- happens in a different country that you don't know about, are they, would they, granted, you said they would probably reach out first, but would they t- take legal action in their own country or in the U.S.? Exactly. And that's what makes it so tricky because, you know, people could have a, a company from China and they're selling online sneakers to America. So legally, that gives them America jurisdiction in America. Uh, but at the same time, it's hard to if they're over in China, it's hard to actually enforce that. You know, if you get a judgment in America, how are you going to get the person over in China? So that's why it's it's such a it's such a tricky thing because brands need to be proactive. They need to be protecting their rights, but it's hard to do that. And the only way you could do that is to, you know, have a federally federally registered trademark. That way, it's sort of what they say is puts the world on notice. Uh, because, you know, if you type in sneaker, your, your actual podcast name right now, you know, a website will come up. Uh, a lot of these brands actually have websites, but some of them don't. Some of them have Instagram and, and, and only that. So, you know, it's hard to even find these brands around the world. So if you register your trademark, it's a way to get on the whole federal registration system. And, you know, you put your name out there. Uh, and no matter what country you're in, you could do a search and, and see that kind of stuff. But it's sort of a, you know, it's a crazy wild, wild west world because if the people are in China and they're infringing on you and you have an American trademark, you could yell at them all you want. But, you know, it's hard to get them to listen and they could just pop up next week on a different account. Um, so, you know, with everything that we discussed, like lightness and branding and stuff like that, you know, a lot of people love to bring up. I mean, this is the number one example they love to give in order to defend independent brands from what they're doing and it's Bape. Bape is always brought up as one of the originators to become a big brand based off of creating sneakers silhouettes on things that are easily recognizable as a Air Force One or you know whatever. Um, how is Bape you know able to be able to do what they do? I mean Right now, they just like recently have posted a picture of like a court high. It looks just like a Jordan 1 or a SB high sneaker. And that likeness, it's like that looks like a shadow Jordan 1 or that looks like a, a shadow colorway of a Dunk SB. But Bape doesn't seem to be phased by this as much as others. 
Yeah, I, I, I know the exact picture you're talking about. I remember putting on my Instagram saying the same thing. It literally is a shadow Jordan 1 except it has the Bape, the Bape, you know, the Bape symbol on it right. except for the Jordan. So I think the only difference between Bape and these other smaller brands is Bape has money. You know, they're, they're not afraid to put it out there. And, you know, if Nike does come after them, they could, you know, distinguish the differences. And that's really what it comes down to. If the bigger brand you have, not only the more money you have to, you know, enforce and do what you want with your trademarks and your branding, but you you also have the ability to take risks, uh, and you also, you know, you, you could scare away people with that as well. So that's really what I think it is. I think you know, if Nike really wanted, they could come after Bape for some area of intellectual property or this or that. But Bape has such a big brand that when you look at that shoe and you see the side of it and you see the Bape logo, you're like, okay, I guess Bape's just copying Nike now, you know? <laughs> and that's, and it's funny because us in the sneaker industry, the people who actually pay attention really hardcore, we know the differences and the little nuances here and there. But when you talk to my mom or people, you know, in the regular world who are the ones who are ultimately making all these, you know, legal decisions, the judges and the people who aren't sneakerheads, the, the, the difference to them is nothing, you know? Like when they look at a Jordan 1 and a the Bape Jordan one, they'd be like, oh, is that the same brand? That right. There would be confusion there to them. So that's why it, it's it's just more of an uproar, I think, to the sneaker industry like us because we, we appreciate creativity and we appreciate new designs and all this stuff. And we're like, how the heck are they copying? How are they doing this? Uh, but it's just, I don't know, it's just a fine line to, to, to teeter. And the bigger a brand you have and the more established logo you have, I hate to say it, the better of a claim you have uh, mm. and more of a threat that, you know, Nike's not going to come after you. Um, one last thing that I had, I don't know if George has anything else he wanted to ask or anything, but I wanted to ask you about like the Reebok thing. So, you know, when the news that came out that, you know, Reebok or Adidas is like considering selling Reebok and, you know, the possibility of like Baron Davis and Master P buying it and whatnot amongst the sneaker community. And this has been like a topic in the sneaker community for anybody who appreciates or likes Reebok is why don't a lot of certain models or colorways or things come out and i remember it got to the point at some point on this podcast where it was happening so much that where i think i had said like you know what it has to be something legal on why they don't release a lot of this stuff that they've had in the past and now it, it could easily just be the decision we just don't want to you know what i mean um is that is that is there any possibility to that that like legally for some odd reason, Reebok might not want to release a, a, a answer seven or, you know, whatever. I mean, there could be a legal reason. Uh, usually what happens in, the, in those kind of situations when they make like an AI shoe or this kind of shoe based on an athlete, Nike wants to own as much of everything as they can. A uh, perfect example of this is Kawhi Leonard. Nike developed the claw logo with Kawhi Leonard right. uh, while he was with Nike and they put it on a shoe. Uh, and then, you know, Kawhi left to go to New Balance and try to take that with him. And Nike was saying, hey, no, 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 that's ours. We own it. So, you know, usually when they make these athlete shoes, Nike's going to own as much as possible so that down the line in the future, they can say, OK, we own the shoe. We're going to re-release it and make an extra, you know, million dollars without having to ask AI or, you know, the, the person's permission. Uh, so, I, I mean, th that could be, you know, there could be a legal reason why they'd stop doing that thing. But to be honest, I think it's just... Who knows? I think I don't know if 
since Adidas bought Reebok, I don't know if their their strategy has changed or I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but that might be why they're trying to sell them because it, whatever they're doing isn't working. Uh, the valuation went down. It, you know, it's going to take some new blood to reinvigorate the the Reebok brand and actually do something different. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just didn't know. I always wanted to know that. So it could be, man. I, I don't know. I def. I know. I don't know everything, but I it could be something like that. And I agree with you. I haven't really seen you know much from Reebok other than a couple other colorways of the the AI. Yeah, it's always like the same questions and stuff like that. And they've released a few other irises, but I just always like, you know what? It must be legal. Like somebody owns this, maybe this company or somebody else owns this intellectual property and they won't release it or whatever. I don't know. You know, I know nothing. I'll look into that. It's a good question. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. There's always something. Hmm. Um, I don't have anything else additional to ask about. This. I don't know if George did or if there's anything else you wanted to add or, or touch on, you know, that our listeners might want to understand or should know. No, about that stuff, I think we're good. Like I said, it just was a pretty good timing that the Warren Lotus thing came out today, and oh, then yeah. we already had you schedule on the show. So, uh, what do you think about the the new Warren Lotus? Like, I think you said it still looks like a Nike SB to you, right? Yeah, exactly. Nike must have approved it, and it looks like the same thing that they had in the lawsuit. So, I don't know. I'm I know I'm not going to buy it just because the whole everything going down but and my buddy always yells at me he says you're hating on warren lotus and i'm not hating on warren lotus i, I think some of his stuff is cool and his shirts and stuff are creative but i mean there's no doubt that he copied nike uh with those dunks so in memory of that i'm not going to purchase this one or get the get this one right <laughs> but it's, it's not bad <laughs> it did and, and that was the whole thing too like with all these things like from the beginning when, when the pigeon lotus that came out and kai's and all these other sneakers that was the whole thing like None of us ever thought, at least not on this podcast, I don't think any of us ever thought they were bad shoes or they sucked. It was just, I know why I, I like it. it. Yeah, yeah, George bought it. George had bought the Pigeon War Lotus. Um, now, that's the one shoe where someone could be like, oh, you bought a $300 shoe and you said you wouldn't wear a $300 shoe. My argument just would be, you know, it's a pigeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And you'd win that argument, too. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's the thing. And that's where Nike wins their losses. Like, it looked... It looked just like it. That was the whole appeal to it. Well, we didn't have the actual shoe yet. Right. Because the other ones don't exactly look. The final version of the ones that did come out don't really look like the other. Like, they look like it, but the colors are different. Right. The shape is yeah. a little weird, too, to me. He he he. 100% is just doing Photoshop work. I mean, that's... Right. Uh... So, I mean, I guess we could just go on to the next thing. Then I appreciate you talking about that with us, like I said. And, and you know, I, I think our listeners would appreciate that, you know, kind of a better understanding of it. And, you know, a lot of people hit me up like, yo, can you send me the information so I can make my own? And that's cool, you know, but, you know, it's good for them to know what they can and can't do possibly. And it's good to know that, like, you know, hey, I don't think Nike's going to bother you. You sell 100 pairs. I don't think Nike's going to waste their time, you know, coming after you. So. Exactly, exactly. That's what I tell most of my clients all the time when they ask similar questions like that. You know, I can tell you what the law says, but then it's really in reality what's going to happen. You know, if you sell one or two shoes or do this or do that, you might be okay with it, but here's what the law says. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, keep going. I, I was going to say, I think the reason why they leave the shoe surgeon alone is because he takes an authentic Nike product. Like every single base that he does, even in the classes he teaches, you, you're required to start with a Jordan 1 or Air Max 1 or whatever base. So they're all real shoes that he starts with. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm sure he has something with Nike. They love him there. And he works with all the Nike athletes. So there's no way they're going to ever go after him. Mm. Uh, Zach, you saw the Drake sneaker coming out soon? 
I did. I like his whole line. I, the sneak, I don't know about the, the, the sneakers, but the whole new line. What's it? Not, what's it called? Knocked it. Uh, so I'm actually wearing the socks right now. Dang, how do they feel? And well, the 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 what do I want to say? The level of quality or comfort or whatever is no different than any other like premium Nike sock. But the length of the sock to me it was designed perfectly. And I know that sounds like it's not that big of a deal, but it's like it's between a crew sock and a three quarter sock or whatever. It's the perfect like I tell you about that stance sock all the time it's like that but a little bit longer no the length like you said i think that matters in socks now because the stance sock that you always talk about i can't find them anywhere on planet <laughs> earth i actually went to the stand store like hey man y'all, y'all got them it was like nah, we got none they said we've been sold out of them joints since september i've been on every single website to buy i've been on wow. on moose unlimited i've been on everything to buy them now that you said that about those i know where there's still drake socks available like i'm gonna go in there and buy them now yeah to know that but they're a little expensive they're like 30 bucks yeah 30 bucks for three is not Oh, 30 for three? Yeah, three, oh, not one. Bad. That's a three-pack. Yeah, three-pack now. Oh, okay. No. I thought it was one, too. Uh, the tra- no, no. It was, oh, well, maybe there's different kinds, but the one that I got was a three-pack. The only problem was I got it from, like, the Nocta or whatever release, so, you know, the shipping was more than you would pay. Like, if you, like, say Nike, is it on sneakers or what? what? It was, I thought. I think Today it was. Or something? So, like, if you get it from Nike, obviously, you're going to get free shipping, so you just pay 30 plus tax for the mm. which is two dollars you know what i mean so it's cheaper than what i paid because you know you buy stuff from like drake or travis scott or any of them they all overcharge for shipping and yeah Dude, i just got an email today that like something i bought off travis scott site site shipped today so i'm little no idea what it is like i was gonna take the thing and see what it was but that's how long i probably ordered something off of there oh i'm gonna tell you McDonald's pillow let me tell you this i got and before we go back to the shipping real quick i got did wait wait hold on did those ship yet by the way the mcdonald's stuff the nuggets no no no. i have the pillow i saw one person with a nugget because it didn't look like a chicken nugget all the because it was a (laughs) pre-order all the other stuff all the other stuff, as far as I know, shipped out, and then it was like worth less later. No, but that nugget yeah. still is like five, six hundred bucks on. I saw, heads. I saw one person with the chicken nugget, and they showed a picture of it in the box. It didn't look like a chicken nugget. It looked like I can't describe it. It just looked like it looked like a. You know what it looked like? It looked like a Google Map view of like Arizona. Like it, like you're just looking down, just desert. I was like, what is like some like crater chicken nugget? I was like, that don't yeah. even look good. Now the chicken nugget. On the on the Travis Scott website, it looked like a chicken nugget. It looked good. It looked mm-hmm. like you need some barbecue sauce. But the real thing, uh, right. look, I'm gonna tell you this though. Before the Drake, I'm gonna say something about the Drake stuff. I ordered the Travis Scott, and now I said that Travis Scott has some of the better looking merch, and some of it does. I was a little hyped of just watching Young Jeezy and Gucci Mane versus, so I got hyped and ordered the Snowman, and uh, oh, God. I ordered the, off the Travis Scott's like, <laughs> fam, that shirt came in. One of the bigger than worst, a house. No, 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 no. One of the worst T-shirts I have ever seen in the history of T-shirts. Did you ordered the no one lie. that was like quadruple X or whatever. Or no? No, of course, I didn't order the tall T one. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I sold it on StockX and lost about eight bucks. I didn't care. I was like, get this out of my house. I couldn't even fathom the thought of this being in my house. It it was like I guess supposed to be like a bleached black because it looked brown on the site. But it looked like when you put a black shirt in the bleach, in the whites, and then the bleach get on it, and it turns that weird color. Hated it. I would never order nothing else off there. But I don't know what shirt is coming in now. Well, the quality of all the Travis Scott stuff is bad. 
<laughs> but like some of that stuff looks really good. Like the Astro World stuff. I like the the design and well, theme of it, fine. but I think it's it's bad. But Drake stuff. The quality's bad. Like we've said yeah. on the podcast numerous times, George. Drake stuff is Nike. It's just expect Nike stuff. Look, Drake is sure. one of the worst dressed individual oh, yeah. celebrities yes. I have ever seen in my entire life. That's not even a joke, all right. And I'm talking about across all genres. Yep. Now the fact that Drake is a part of the hip hop hip hop genre and still dresses as bad is amazing to me okay <laughs> now the nocta or whatever stuff to me that stuff is built strictly for canadians like it doesn't get that cold anywhere i've been i'm in new right. york and everywhere whatever now he has i've seen him wear things that i thought like i could make it look good because he never does his <laughs> stuff never fits right the sizes are weird those shoes are are awful but you know what it made me think of it made me think of all the other drake shoes like they're non-existent like when's the last time you've seen anybody wearing or talking about the 12 the 10 or raptor fours with the i mean never yeah. signature on never it. never <laughs> i couldn't tell you i had both 10s i didn't have any 12 sold those immediately on stock x i couldn't i've never seen anybody post a social media picture of like any of those those suck like i don't think drake drake is one of those i have to tell you this, kanye has no worries about drake music wise one of the greatest of all time but nobody has to worry about drake Taking the fashion world by storm, ever. All right. So I know for a fact I'm not copping. <laughs> now, if they're flipping, maybe I guess, but I don't see how anybody would want to buy those to flip. What? When? What does the shoe look like? Maybe I haven't seen it. Oh, it's that all white one. It's like it's called a hot step. I don't know what it's called. Hot step Terra. It's just all white. It's just the one that he's been wearing in like the latest. Like they kind of put it together. He's been wearing it in the music video. He's wore it in like this picture of him in the studio. He wore it somewhere else, and they're like, "Oh!" And they finally came out and found out information about it. It's awful. Like you, if you saw it, you wouldn't even think like, "No, yeah. this can't be." <laughs> it almost looks, this can't. It be. almost looks like a dad, like a K-Swift dad shoe. Yeah, you know, the that I saw. Like. It looks like those K-Swifts that we all bought in high school that one period of time where they were a little higher and they had yeah. ridges on the bottom. Oh, that's what exactly. the women were wearing last year or two years yeah, ago. Yeah, they kind of look like disruptors. They look like Fila disruptors a little bit. They're awful. <laughs> oh, that's not even no joke. Um, somebody was like, "Yo, you guys got to talk about the Drake sneaker." And I was like, "I mean, we'll bring it up. I don't know about depth." Um, that's funny. Real quick, going back to the Travis shirt, that same thing happened to me. They sent me this horrible shirt. I sold it on StockX for we whatever I paid for it, lost some money, and it didn't even pass authentication in StockX. <laughs> I sent it brand new, bro, from in the package. I didn't even open it. Literally didn't open it. So they opened it at StockX, and they said there's a manufacturer's defect on the seam. So now I'm stuck with it. Like <laughs> the worst ever. So. Dude, you know oh. what's funny is when I got the shirt, I was like driving. I was driving somewhere. I just like put up to the mailbox real quick, opened the mailbox, took it out. Like oh, and I ripped. It comes in like one of those plastic bags, you know, with tape. Yeah. I ripped the plastic bag open like a child on Christmas. I ripped it open. Not because I was excited to see the shirt. I just opened the bag up. I ripped it open, saw that shirt. I was like, oh, my God. Once I sold it on StockX, I thought they were going to say it's not going to pass authenticity because I put the shirt back <laughs> in that ripped up bag. I put it back in there, and it passed. So, Gosh, I almost wish it did, so I wasn't the only one. Now I'm stuck with this thing, bro. Ugh. Yo, did they like? Do they give you a strike against well, 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 hold on. What happens if you don't pass authenticity? Yeah, they well, count it like as a tick mark. Yeah, I think they they act like they're doing me a favor. They're like, oh, we're not going to mark this against you. We're not going to charge you a fee. We're just going to send it back. So, but you're right. They usually do both of those things. God. Um, where are you still in Virginia now, or where are you at now? 
Yeah, DMV area. Uh, just moved across the border from Arlington to Maryland area. Okay, so where when you sell something to, whether it be GOAT or StockX, where do you have to ship it to? Uh, where does it go? It sucks because I, I know all my buddies in New Jersey in that area get everything two or three days faster than me. Uh, so what the hell is it? That's a good question. I haven't paid attention to me. I think <laughs> some of it, I'm pretty sure the last thing I looked at was North Carolina. Oh, really? Okay. But I guess it depends where it's going. There's a lot of you industry know. in Charlotte. Like a lot of banking is there, and it wouldn't be it would it wouldn't surprise me if they had something in Charlotte. Oh, okay. I never heard of them being in that area. Charlotte's a big industrial city that a lot of people don't realize is big mm. with that kind of stuff. But yeah. Um, James Harden to the Nets. Somebody had asked me, "Do I feel Ooh. like this would have any impact or a benefit for Adidas or sneaker wise?" And uh, <laughs> Why you make that face? I mean, it benefits the Nets championship possibilities, uh, but it does. I don't. <laughs> well, you know, I'll let you go first. Well, you know what it is. Like I and I had thought about it because I don't think I had ever. And I was really thinking, like I don't know why I was. I mean, it was a sneaker podcast, but I was like really trying to think the last time there were three signature sneaker athletes on one team, like even two signature sneakers at the exact same time on one team. I mean, you could go Pippen and Jordan. Pippen had his own at one point. Jordan did as well. And Rodman, I guess. But I can't think of the last time there were three signature sneakers on one team. Well, I bet you you could if you included like Anta and brands that don't necessarily release you. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 maybe then. Because I guess like on like uh, the Warriors, you got with uh, Anta and And Under Armour brand. Probably, I would imagine, with the Lakers too, before... LeBron had all them cats traded. I bet because Kuzma didn't Kuzma have like an Anta shoe or something before Puma? Puma? Well, now it is. Oh no, he had a, like he was his, signed with the Goat. Yeah, he was with Goat with everything oh, for yeah. a little. I thought, I thought he Nike too. Okay, yeah. I thought was, he had like Anta or one of those Chinese brands for the, his rookie. Yeah, or no, yeah. Goat had like signed him and like would just give him anything he could wear or whatever. And, and then, then he signed a Puma thing. Sleepy Man, your favorite Sleepy Man has something. Ingram has Puma now, but I don't think it went into effect until he actually went into the pelicans i think so i don't know i'll tell you this this is what i'll say and and somebody was asking me they were like referring to when we talked about um fear of god man signing with adidas or whatever i honestly think that like this puts adidas is in, in a better position with what they're trying to do i honestly do because you now have this is their you're in new york city now like you're in new york like, you're not in Houston, and it's no knock on Houston, but when you think of Houston, you say Houston, people still think the Oilers, okay? They don't think Rockets, I don't, you know. New York or whatever. City. So now you're in New York. We're talking about a team that has legit stars, superstars. We're not talking about like. Brooklyn Nets, you're talking about. Not, the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. The Nets. Like, you know, I'm not talking about all across all sports. I'm about like, to say, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York's been trashing all sports yeah. for a while. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> I mean, like, Yankees been okay. But. I think the biggest star, I mean, obviously the Yankees have had Jeter and Judge and all these like star, star players, yeah. but they're not, they don't have the same effect brand wise unless you're like a Jeter to me. Odell Beckham was like a big star, star, but like he wasn't as big as he probably could have gotten when he was in New York. You now have Harden. KD and Kyrie, both all three signature sneaker athletes. If you're Adidas right now and you have a really good hardened sneaker that's out right now, I love that sneaker. I'm going to buy that sneaker when it goes a bit cheaper. I think it's a good opportunity for them to like collaborate with a lot of those brands in New York 
Like you have concepts out there. You got, I don't know if they're exclusively Nike. I don't know how that works. Kith, you know, Kith can some Harden stuff. Like I want to see where this goes with Harden and Adidas and what they do bigger now that they're in like a big market. All the other Adidas athletes, Portland, Dame Lillard. Um, yeah, but that's where Adidas headquarters right. is. But I'm just saying like it's not prominent like it's like oh he's in portland i think it is there are other signature athletes in utah no no no. i think it is i I don't think people realize how big sneakers in general are in portland eugene whatever area of course no i'm serious i don't think sneakerheads realize how that's where nike and adidas world maybe not adidas world headquarters but u.s headquarters and nike world headquarters are in beaverton i think people realize but it's just not like looked at as like it's like Still Oregon, you know, like if you have to really be in the culture to understand like some of the shops out there. Well, out when there. you think about it, you don't necessarily think like uh, New York City is like Tim's and Air Force Ones. But but it, I mean, that's the thing is like, I guess with Oregon, Portland, it could be runners because that's what how Nike started. But um, but yeah, the sneaker culture up there is crazy. I mean, fam, there's a Nike in the airport. <laughs> I do want to go out there. Oh, you know what? You're right. That's right. That's now, it's just airport. like a Nike running store. It's not right. like a Nike, you know, retail. Well, I mean, it's a retail store, but it's not like a, you know, full-on Nike store. But, yeah, I mean, that they take it serious. Um, like, like I said, like, I, I look at this as an opportunity for Adidas to have a signature brand athlete sneaker in a huge market. Um, you know, they are, I guess you want to say friends, teammates, whatever they are. And, you know, having signature sneakers of your own, you're going to compare each other's sneakers. You're going to want it the best and the colorways and stuff like that. So, like, I look at it as, like, a huge opportunity for Adidas to say, like, you know, let's capitalize on having a big star signature athlete on our brand in the the greatest city in the United States of America, you know. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, Zach. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with all that. It should be a good marketing opportunity for them. I'm excited to see what they could do in New York. As someone from New York being a Knicks fan, I just want anyone to win. The Knicks suck. They're always going to suck. So I'll, I'll be happy if the Nets get closer <laughs> even make it fun to watch. I mean, the, the Knicks are okay. <laughs> They're trying now. Are we, though? I don't know. They've been saying that for years. So I, I believe it when I see it. At least we're winning now. You know what's crazy bit. is I saw somebody now with you guys' record in the East, I guess it's considered winning. But, like, I see a lot of people <laughs> on social media, like, the Knicks are back. And I looked at the record. They were, like, three games with a little 500. I was like, <laughs> I thought the Knicks were, like, you know, above 500. I was like, okay. But my issue with the Knicks has always been that, like, well, they I, never I think it's because they won four games in a row or something. Or they did something that they hadn't done uh, Rico texted about it in the thread. They did something. Oh, that happened, that happened yesterday. Yeah, well, they hadn't won a back-to-back in four years or something. Right, but they Jeez. won yesterday, and they're still under 500 by like two, three games. Sure. So, But like that, that's the thing with the Knicks. Like I look at the Knicks and say, they have pieces now. Are the pieces going to be there next year? That's my issue with the Knicks. Exactly. It's like, okay, cool. Julius Randle is really good. Are you going to keep him and treat him right? And make him the focal point of your team unless you get like one of these phenomenal, ridiculous stars because none of these free agents, all these free agents that have been like rumored to want to possibly go to the Knicks all these years, they're almost hitting their 35 years of age now. All of our KDs and all of our athletes we've grown up around this era, they're old now. LeBron's 36, KD's like 34, Steph Curry's 31, I think. Like, so all of that block of athletes, like maybe they'll come to the Knicks. That's over with now. Harden, he ain't going to the Knicks. Kyrie didn't go to the Knicks. Westbrook didn't go to the Knicks. Bradley Beal, I doubt he'll go to the Knicks. None of this block of people, they're old now. 
So this whole new fresh group of college people, maybe they'll come back and help the Knicks, but the Knicks right now have a young nucleus, Barrett, all of them. They should be good. They should work it out, figure well, it out, build them up. I mean, I think the fact that KD went to Brooklyn tells you all you need to know about New York Facts. City. Like, <laughs> yeah. the Nets were the team that people want to play for, not... See, and the craziest thing about it was like, when they were New Jersey Nets, I mean, they were only like five miles away, fam. <laughs> like they were far, and people still didn't care. But now that is Brooklyn, everyone and Brooklyn, like on every neighborhood in Brooklyn now is basically what like the okay, maybe not the Upper East Side, lower or you know, Upper East Side, Upper West Side kind of prices like Park, not Park Avenue prices, but prices right. in Brooklyn right now are insane, and they're it's like. How Ch- Chelsea neighborhood and Soho and stuff like that in Manhattan used to be years back, and so you know at some point Brooklyn is gonna you know I mean Kith has a shop in Brooklyn like you go down the list you know what I mean like pretty soon I would imagine those neighborhoods in Brooklyn even though right now it's like can't even afford to live there they're gonna be like Upper East Side Lower East Side you know what I mean. I wonder where's that new concept store at? Is it Manhattan or Brooklyn? Hmm. I mean the one. Well, it's been not new. new. You mean been open a couple of years? Well, they opened mean? up a brand brand new one. They had the grand opening. It had those two nine nine twos that were like limited to that op- that grand opening. Oh, okay. I had no idea about any of that. Yeah, the nine nine twos, the plaid ones, and it was strictly for that. I mean, maybe I've seen the shoe, oh, but okay. I had no idea that had to do with them. Um, you guys, oh, and real quick before we just make our NFL picks, thoughts on the Ultra Boost 21? I don't think it looks bad, but it's irrelevant to me. I mean, it's like, come on, George, don't do that to Ultra Boost. No, I mean, I, oh, fam, no one's buying Ultra Boost anymore unless they're $79.99. You're right, so, which I said. I mean, so it's like I said, it's irrelevant. Yeah. You buy Ultra Boost, Zach? I, I used to. I love them. I, I remember the back in the day when the ones came out, I had the creams. Those are my yeah. favorite. I wore them all the time. But ever since then, I haven't even fucked with them. Oh, my bad. No, I haven't messed sure. with them. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what's here. funny is if you go back and listen to the first like probably 30 episodes, we probably are cussing a lot more than now. But it just <laughs> seems weird that it's natural now to not curse. And when you hear a curse word, I'm kind of like, oops, in my head. <laughs> but like... Nah, man, this 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 is unfiltered. Like you say whatever you want, but it's weird. Like if I talk with friends or at a at the bar or just have normal conversation on the golf course or whatever, I feel like the yeah, f bomb is just all right. You <laughs> relax. I've seen you in action. I feel like, like stuff just flies out, but in here for some reason, even though you know it's free for all, pretty much or whatever you want to call it, no censorship. I don't mean it's just not necessary to you know, it, I, don't know. I think it's just that and plus like as the show gets popular and popular you kind of feel like having to be a little bit more professional sometimes I guess yeah, I don't care about that you know <laughs> eh, you know what I mean I don't mean like <laughs> hey gang like I, you know what I mean I just mean like sometimes actually you know what it is when I feel like I'm in here I don't curse anyways but like I think you just kind of realize it just really isn't that necessary I mean we ain't doing nothing but talking about sneakers now like I don't know. People curse. I don't curse. So I do want to buy myself sometimes when I'm drunk, but on the mic, you'll never hear me. Or on text messages. Or text messages. Oh, I curse like a, a crazy person during text messages. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love the Ultra Boost 21, and I might buy one at retail, even though no, I know no, I don't have no, to. You just got done saying you're not buying shoes you're, you're not right. going to wear so you can buy bigger things. But you know what's funny is, is that with that Ultra Boost 21, I feel like that's where I thought it would have went after the 1.0. It's a clear advancement. It's it's a better looking sneaker. That to me, that twenty one is better than all the other Ultra Boosts after one point to me. 
Like it's better looking, well, more boost, more everything. Like it's it did what it's supposed to do. I'm really excited for it. They could have switched designer. You never know. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm excited for Adidas in the next couple of years, including this year, and next year. I'm telling you, I think Fear of God Man is about to put some work in. I'm yeah. telling you. And if they're gonna start lowering prices on Yeezy, come on, man. Yeah, but all, none of those other models would excite me though. Like I think the 500 should be less. It has no boost. The 500 should be 170 ish, 160. Right. The the one with feet you wear. Is that yeah. the 500? Yeah. Oh, okay. That yeah, one should that be less. Should it has no boost. And then the other one, the one Safflower Blue, whatever. That one's 200. That has no boost. No boost. That is insane. That one. So I think if you did like 500, 170, and you did that model 180, and then 700. So uh, 170, 180. Then you did. 350, 200, and then three, and then what is it? Not 700, right. 240. I think you got yourself a. Dang. You got a plan. They might want to hire you. Uh, yes, I thought of it up in 10 seconds. <laughs> I will say, I think the only one that should probably be pricier is the Yeezy Quantum Basketball. That one probably should be the more pricier one, I guess. At least it has boost. Why, though? Why, though? Just because it's a basketball shoe? Well, yeah. Really? Because. I don't know if any of the other ones, even though they call a foam runner, no one's running in it. I don't think anybody. Yeah. Now, we might exercise in certain sneakers, but no. Fam, Yeezys, we don't even know. It's the only Yeezy sneaker Listen, for a sport. We don't even know if that R-N-N-R stands for runner. He, he could have been thinking something completely <laughs> You're different. You're right. But I'm going based off what you told me. You told me that. So I said, oh, okay. I don't remember that. I probably just said it because it's all the letters go together. You see, that's how you be talking. You be talking no, real no. convincing sometimes. I'd be like, oh, yeah. All I'm saying I is. I told all my friends, too. If there's one person we shouldn't put nothing past, it's Kanye, all right? I, I will say, like I, I mean, like I said, the, the basketball one is the only one that was specifically made to do something. None of the other ones. Are, oh, you know, I mean, if you want to say the boots are for hiking, but I doubt it. I mean, they're boots. So there's never been like, hey, this is the new Yeezy where you can run. Or you can, what other sports do you do? The tennis, I don't know. Like, it's a basketball <laughs> shoe, so it should be more money to me. Um, but anyways, the Ultra Boost 21, I like it. I love the colorways that are getting ready to come out. Um, George is absolutely right. I will wait for it to come get a, a notification of Soul Links or Boost Links. <laughs> and when it's 126, <laughs> when it's 126, I will probably buy one. Maybe 112. Maybe 88. I don't know. Maybe not at all. George, you might be right. I don't need it. Um, NFL picks. Anybody want to say anything about the games this week real quick? You watch football, right, Zach? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. We got to double check, man. We get a lot of people on this podcast that be like, I don't watch sports. <laughs> like, okie dokie. Um, oh, okay. I see what Drake shoe you're talking about now. I, I guess I hadn't seen that picture. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> sucks is an understatement. Uh, <laughs> and how Drake is wearing the sneaker in that picture is is... is Typical Drake, how dress, Drake's wear, like dresses. Like, it looks like Drake. <laughs> I mean, it looks like uh, like a, when all the NFL teams used to play on turf and they had them like cross trainers. Yes, <laughs> they had no. shoes. No, they just used to wear like, you know, Marvin Harrison would wear like Jordan 14s playing in Indianapolis. The f no one has those fields anymore because they realize right. all your ACLs get torn up. But like, that's what it looks like. It looks like one of them cross trainers. 
shoes that NFL teams used to wear. I thought you meant when they used to wrap all that tape around their shoe and they Oh, ankles. no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to want to do that all the time. I used to be like, it must be brutal. To I mean, these pants on. he has on are terrible. The shirt is just a shirt, but yeah, he has one, he's one color. Yeah, he, is that the picture in the studio with him yeah, in the studio, studio with him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He looks like a milkman, no? but I bet the song he's making nothing but fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's ever said okay. Obviously, Drake's made some you know missteps here and there with some music, like some albums bad or like you one heater and then like a bunch of bad stuff. But yeah. I don't think you're gonna find anyone who's gonna successfully make an argument that he's not one of the ten best musicians of all time. He might be the best of all time. I'm just saying 10 right. best in any genre. I'm not putting him number one over like Michael Jackson and like people like that yet. I don't know, man. Michael Jackson's been gone a long time. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of people on that list. Uh, any, right. Anyone who was in the Beatles, anyone who was in Rolling Stones. Oh, he's anyone. all them number what? Wi- numbers wise. Billboard-wise? No, no, I'm not talking about sales. Oh, uh, I'm talking about chart toppers. Yeah, but they about. count streams and everything, fam. They didn't have that back then. If the Beatles were on streams, are you kidding me? They're on yeah, streams now. Matter. Yeah, they still do it now, but you're right. Yeah, they're on streams now. Fam, you know what I mean when I'm what I'm talking about. When something is new, like uh, Skateboard Man did that cranberry juice on a skateboard, and that song that was in there came back and went to number one. <laughs> it did. So, but you know, wow. I'm doing that with the Beatles. If that something like that happened, they would be like this to the ceiling. I've huh? been listening to a lot of Anita Baker lately. All right. Giving you the best that I got. Yeah. Love Anita Baker. Um, NFL this week. I'm telling you this. You get over COVID. Let me tell you something. I've watched a lot of football over the years, but I can't remember besides Cowboys losing in the playoffs to Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers threw that up the sideline. And then when the Cowboys, they didn't count the catch that Dez caught in Green Bay and oh. Lambeau. I will tell you, the Browns losing to the Chiefs this weekend. <laughs> I hadn't been that angry in a very long time about a football game. Because, like you said, Zach, you watch football. George, you know, lives and breathes <laughs> sports, and I, you know, <laughs> do as well. You want to talk about the only time you're watching the Chiefs play. You know it runs through every person's mind. I mean, if Mahomes gets hurt, you know. They could win yeah. or something. You want to talk about the perfect scenario? You couldn't ask for nothing else. And he didn't get hurt in the in the middle of the fourth quarter or, or something late. He got hurt sure. in what the third? In the beginning of the third yeah. quarter, kind of. Yeah. Fam, you're at your halftime, right? What more can you ask for? And you mess it up just like that. I mean, come on. I, it's the Browns. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think there's not anything that's more Browns in the world. They got they got more rattled that Mahomes got hurt than the Chiefs did. <laughs> like it felt like when he got hurt, the coach was like, "This is the playbook." Like, I mean, well, just, except that, except the interception, the one where Henny um, just no, threw that joint up yeah. like a hot air balloon. That Look, was funny. That even added to the perfect scenario. The okay, Mahomes. And I would tell you this, besides Tom Brady, and I'm talking about Tom Brady after three Super Bowl appearances, and which were like the three Super Bowl wins in a row, there hasn't been another NFL player I thought week one, he's playing, he's going to win the Super Bowl, besides Mahomes. Mahomes is that person. Like, you just have no choice but to pick the Chiefs. Like, you just, you'd be a fool not to, it feels like. 
So when that person leaves the field and then the backup comes in, which is a backup, Chad Henney must have been in the league right now, but what, 18 years now? <laughs> yeah, he's old. And then he comes in and does exactly what you would expect a Chad Henney backup to do. He throws a, a <laughs> missile. I mean, I thought, I was like, oh, he's wide open. I thought it was a Chiefs player. He was so wide open. Gave it to the Browns. Oh, this is perfect. That's it. Baker is about to take off. It's about to be awesome. They start running the most dumbest plays I've ever seen. Chubb not getting the ball when he should. I, I couldn't believe it. I was so the problem started earlier. The problem started earlier on for them. That bad challenge. They lost when they, timeout. They lost that timeout. It was timeout mismanagement. It was everything. Yeah. And then they called another timeout. And then the play out of the timeout was a run, like a run that went for a negative one yard. Like you don't need to call a timeout if you're just going to lose a yard running the ball, man. I'm sorry. And you know what also added to it was Andy Reid. This was like a. If, if they would have never converted, no, you that, can't blame him because his no, quarterback's no, no, no. out. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't have blamed him, but I would have blamed him for decision making. Andy Reid has made a lot of bad decisions over the years with the Eagles that like resulted in stuff. Now they decided to go hey, ahead you're and talking about when they threw it to Tyreek. Right now, no, yeah, that play. If it would have not been completed, that fourth and half an inch a yard, whatever it was, if that play would have been completed, they would have. Ooh, they would have destroyed Andy Reid on that. Well, board. assuming they lost. Well, of course. Yeah, but, but that's Andy Reid right there. That's Everyone knew. Actually, I guess, did you hear the announcer at that play? When they were talking about that play, he totally fooled the announcer. That was the coolest part. Oh, Remember yeah. That? It fooled everybody. <laughs> well, they didn't think that Henny would throw. That's why. Yeah, they thought he was going to wait and just wait for the line and then try and draw him off. And the next thing you know, he's right. throwing in Tyreek Hill. But I like that. I, I didn't expect it. I thought, you're right. That's why Andy Reid's Andy Reid. And he got I, lucky like, I like the decision to go for it. I didn't like the play call. Me neither. Not because it was Tyreek, because obviously he's uncut. You, you can't cover Tyreek, but it was, right. yeah, it was Henny. Yeah, all you got to do. Henny had a sneak earlier in the game, I think, and he picked the first down up by like two yards. Just sneak it again. <laughs> I'm always for if you have um, a de- you know like Kyler Murray's obviously not going to sneak right up the middle, but if you have right. a decent sized quarterback. And your offensive line's been playing well all day. You just sneak it. I mean, it's very – it's like an 80% conversion on third and one and fourth and one, the sneak. So I don't understand why so many coaches get cute and go away from it. Um, but, yeah, the Browns' issues started way earlier with the timeouts. Oh, right. And he shouldn't have punted to begin with. He punted with, like, four and a half minutes left, and he only had one timeout left. So, like, you, you allow two first downs, the game's over. I mean – because they were only down five, so if you don't punt and you don't get it right there and you hold them to a field goal, because the G- the Chiefs probably would have been a little more conservative in their play calling if they know we're already in field goal range, right? then you probably can hold them to a field goal, get it back with two minutes left or whatever, and then you're only down eight. Like, granted, you still need a two-point conversion, but the game is still within reach. I, uh, I will tell you this. Like, when I... I understand why they made the challenge because, like, the Chiefs had rushed to the line and was, like, calling play fast. So they probably didn't have time to really look at the replays and stuff in the booth. Like, whoever tells you, like, go ahead and throw that flag out there and make that decision. That was bad. I understood it, but it was bad. It was bad. I would have just took the risk of just thinking that he caught it. I w- Sometimes you got to go out at that, but it was so fast. Like, I looked when he threw the challenge out there. They was already getting ready to call a play. They had got to the line that quick. Yeah. So I understood it, but it sucked, man. It you can't sucked. be You can't be emotionally influenced by that kind of stuff. Like... The first, the one when, that he should have challenged, which was the first throw or whatever out of half, the second half, you know, when they threw it down the field, the ball clearly rolled on the ground and he and the guy caught it or whatever. Well, caught it. 
in quotation marks. Oh yeah. That's when they should have challenged. And the the thing that I was texting in the the text thread is like the head coach wasn't even near the side like he wasn't even near the officials. Stavansky. He's an offensive guy. So when their team is on defense, he shouldn't be like in the middle of the sideline. He should be right next to the line judge in case something like that happens to where he's listening on the thing and you someone tells you over the radio challenge or whatever and you immediately just drop the red flag in, in front of the side judge. I don't understand why any coach ever when it's like the opposite side of the ball that they are an expert of. Like Gruden's an offensive guy. But have you ever seen John Gruden like when the defense is on the field not be right on the sideline next to the ref? No, he's not like over there loitering on the sideline. He's right next to the guy in case something happens. So, I, you know, I make a lot of fun of John Gruden on this show, and I don't like John Gruden as a head coach, but at least he's smart enough to know that. You know what I mean? Right. Stefanski's new, but you have to know that. You've been – like, <laughs> what are you doing? If you're a defensive coach, when your team's on offense, guess what? You should be right next to the line judge in case you need to challenge something on that side and vice versa on defense. It makes no sense. I don't know what he was doing. And he wasn't talking to the players. They showed a – they literally the play happened. The guy dropped the ball clearly, and they showed him, and he's just on the sideline going like this. You want to know? Like you made the point about quarterback sneaks with a good side quarterback. You know who does a lot of quarterback sneaks is Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. That's why he's a, he's a professional. If you should, he's an expert. A lot of teams should like really say like, okay, they're gonna do. It. Tom Brady's doing yes, it. Yes, that's you can, the whole point. Yeah. I've been saying that for ten years. Oh, okay, <laughs> he's the number one, and he would do it. I don't even think that oh, Belichick my. would be a part of the decision. I think it would literally would be like. Brady would just be like, no, we're going to sneak it and we'll get it. I don't know if I've seen Brady sneak and not get a first down ever. I'm sure it's happened, but I couldn't tell you ever remembering watching. And the funniest thing about when Brady, they do sneaks. Sometimes I've seen Brady get like five yards on a quarterback sneak. He's got a lot more. Look, man, I'm going to tell you one thing, too, I will not tolerate anymore is anybody saying that Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm just not. Uh, I'm tired of hearing stuff like that, doing, seeing stuff like that on social media. Like, come on, man. It's over with. Uh, and I love seeing Tom Brady and greats win. I hope Tom Brady them win the Super Bowl with them. I'm not picking them to win it, but I would love to see Tom Brady win the Super Bowl. Well, with it's going to, I mean. I would love it. Playing. Drew Brees, even though Brees went out the way you don't want to go out, but playing Drew Brees and then Aaron Rodgers in back-to-back weeks is pretty good for like uh, TV ratings kind of stuff. You know what I mean for theater. Um, oh yeah, you're probably if he can pull that off. <laughs> if he pulls that off and beats all of them. Oh, I'm, I, I got him beating them. I think you're right about Brady. I have a hard time accepting it just because I grew up in Joe, Joe Montana's Montana. era. Right. So a lot of people who are like. I don't want to say new is not the you right grew word. Up in this era people too? who only I know, but I'm saying like people who only in Brady's era and didn't see those players like they see video clips, but they didn't see how good they actually were. You're, it's just like when I compare Jordan to whatever, I'm comparing him to what I've seen, not what I haven't seen. Like I don't know if Oscar Robertson would have locked Jordan up. Who knows? Right. But there was like it was t- Joe Montana was like. Michael Jordan, when he walked on the field, there was like an aura that's different. Yeah, but see, that's why you can make Brady that doesn't argument. have the aura to me, ooh, like when he walks on the field, ooh, and you're no. like, that's one of the greatest athletes uh, of all time. Uh, no, that, that's no, what I'm saying. It's different. No, no Tom I never Brady, got that. Tom Brady 
definitely has that aura, which is why I said Tom Brady is the only other person I could think of in the NFL. I thought when he gets on the field, I don't think Mahomes has it yet. What? Now he's only been fam. I'm on record as saying Mahomes is the greatest NFL player of all time already. But I don't think he has the Jordan rules aura. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you have to have that. Like LeBron might not even have it. Like, yeah, LeBron is like. Top five of all time, no, guaranteed. That's a good example. But LeBron may not have the Jordan. I have yet. never gotten that from LeBron. Never. Yeah. What about Steph? You think Steph does with all those crazy shots he's doing before the game? <sighs> no, I don't get that that. From Steph either. I'll, I'm, I'll be. See, the thing with me is like, as big of a fan as I am about my teams, I will always be honest about every other team, even when it's like a rival player or whatever Kobe rival had. division. Kobe oh, had more, Kobe had more of the aura than anyone. Besides Jordan, but also you know where I stand on Kobe statistically. So that's what I'm saying, right. like about being honest. I can put LeBron um, of the players I've seen with my own two eyes live. You know, not not, not saying live in person, but live on TV. LeBron is number two for me. In aura? No, no, no. Overall player, like yeah, basketball. You're talking about statistics in. No, 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 no. I'm saying LeBron's the second best player I've ever oh, seen okay, in yeah. basketball. That's fine. So. I, what I'm the point I'm making is I can be honest about Le, even though like when LeBron went to the Heat I didn't like it blah, blah blah so I can be honest about saying LeBron's number two best player of all time to me and at the same time say like he doesn't have the it factor that Michael Jordan had the it factor no, not at all and there's not, not a me. lot of people that have it and to me Joe Montana and it, it might part be partially the name too that how cool of a name is Joe Montana you know what I mean it's like <laughs> if you're white as compared all right. As compared to Tom Brady, like Joe Montana is like just, I don't know, it's different. It's like he has an aura on that name and his, and he, he didn't lead obviously the Chiefs to a championship, but I, I would have, I, I need to go back. Well, obviously they got in the playoffs. They're the best team probably in the AFC for a couple of those years, but put out by... I need to go back and like review. I don't know if he ever got to an AFC championship game or not, but like the guy did it for two different teams. So if Tom Brady does, gets the Super Bowl or wins the Super Bowl with this team, I think that's something that's like a qualifier for people is like if you play your whole career with one team, then it, it nev- you never had to do it. Like Kobe never had to win a championship for someone else. Jordan never had to win a championship for someone else. We know they could have, but that's why I think LeBron is so high because he's done it. Right. He's three different finals. teams. He's, he's taken three different times. teams to championship. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like he's ended streaks of losing for three different franchises. Right. So... That's why what puts him up there, even though when I see him walk on the floor, I'm not as excited as I was to turn on Michael Jordan on Saturday NBC basketball. No, of course not. Um, so that's the difference for me. Like Joe Montana, I disliked the Niners growing up because I was a Raider fan. But there was a when he played, you just knew like, oh, like shit, Jordan. Joe Montana's playing. right. I wasn't a Jordan fan. And Gretzky also. Bo Jackson, same thing. Even though Bo got hurt early and never was eh. that like the greatness long term. Excited to see him. No, I no, didn't no. think like Bo had the aura. He eh. did. He if he stayed healthy, he would have been the best running back of all time. He had everything I wanted to watch and see. Like I never thought like, ooh, Bo Jackson is out here about to win the game. Like I just thought like, oh, I can't wait to. Well, see Well, he didn't. I mean, yeah, he's not a quarterback. He didn't, he didn't right. have control of the game like that. But yes, he had the aura of greatness that. Is Serena. on the pedestal by itself. Serena has the aura. Yeah, she does. Tiger Woods has. Yeah, the aura. Tiger. That's yeah, exactly. Ooh, we were talking yeah. aura. And then when he loses, you like, God dang. Uh, but the Tiger documentary is really good, by the way. I haven't started watching it. I will start watching it. Uh, I've watched a lot of alien movies lately. Um, let me tell you something. I don't think oh. aliens 
you know, I think aliens look like us, like humans, uh, because it just never made any sense to me. <laughs> I watched a lot of alien movies this weekend, and you know how aliens look in movies. I just don't believe somebody that little or that frail built a spaceship. I don't believe it. They gotta be. <laughs> Their brains are big. Huh? <laughs> They got the big brains, man. I can build a spaceship. Yeah, but their hands head. and arms be like as long. <laughs> I watched this movie. I watched this movie. The alien must have been about, I forgot what it's called, but oh, Dark Skies. The alien was about, looked like about 11 feet tall and weighed, looked like maybe, I'll say 47 pounds. Like it was the tallest, skinniest person I've ever seen on yeah. Earth. How did he build a teleportation machine? Like impossible. You can't lift anything. Like, get, no, no, get out of here. I don't, aliens are weird. Um, let's make our picks real quick. Zach, who do you got out of which one you want to do first, George? Um, let's see here. Let me pull it up. It's only 14. Also, I, I understand that, but I'm still gonna pull it up so I can look at the line and everything. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about, I want to talk about who maybe, I mean, maybe not on this show, or maybe we can talk about it real quick, but like who we think the like NBA player to take the next step is because I have my pick already. Take the next step. Like a young guy who's going to be on the verge of superstardom soon. I'm go, I'll go with an easy one. I'll go with Ball. Definitely, oh, LaMelo? Of the year for sure. Yeah, man. He's impressive. Okay. Right? All right. All right. I, can, I can respect that because I, I, what he's done this year, you can't argue against it. I, he had some duds early, but he had triple-double. The youngest triple-double ever. I mean, the easy. He'll be better than his brother. Definitely. Oh yeah, he's already better than the brother. He's better than the brother now. The, the yeah. brother has confidence issues. Too. Yeah, I think Lamelo always was the one that had the most confidence in terms of the three. I to- mean, it, I could tell just from watching them grow up. I mean, yeah. the confident level. I mean, if you got the confidence to walk around with the hair he did. <laughs> A uh, uh, cross hanging from your ear, Lamborghinis. Ball never had that. Like he's cool. He always seemed like whatever. Well, but they're, they're all goofy. But yeah. Right. But the next, the next yeah. star, I, I, I had to think about it. It, it easily won't always be like oh Zion or something. But yeah, no, I'm saying like to get okay. Let, mm. let, instead of saying superstar, let's say like to get to Zion's level or to get or actually let's do this. The next super young player to get to like a level of a Jason Tatum. Where you're like not a maybe a bona fide superstar every year, but you're close. I'm gonna go Christian Wood on. Oh, he's been around too long. He's been around for a long time, but he is. Yeah, he's balling. he's balling, but he's not. I think he's too old for this category. He's like 27. Yeah, but I'm thinking like 22, 23, like someone who came in the league at like 19 and they're 21, 22 now, and you're like, oh yeah, all right. So I'll tell you who mine is, and maybe it'll help you out. Shy. Yes. Shy is this close. He's that close but to he's, being he's a in superstar. A bad place. Uh, fam, Shy is un, and he's not even like he doesn't. He's not even gonna blow you away with like athleticism or anything. He is unreal. I agree with that, but he's in a bad place. Well, that's my pick, Shy. That's what I want to talk about. Is like I, the, the thing that's kind of gotten me into this is number one, playing fantasy basketball, NBA, and then sports cards. Let's come back to this. Let's come yeah. back. We'll talk about that next week. I want to talk about that. Because I want to think about it. Because I, I watch a lot of basketball and I do like, and I think about it. But like when I brought up earlier about our, this new era of people that we've grown up with, we're talking about our Westbrooks, our KDs, our all of them. They're old now. They're going to eventually fade away. Uh, same is, thing happened. Iverson, no, 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 Jordan, no, yes, and them. Yes, we've I gone through it already. We've gone through it. But I'm saying like, I don't look at anybody 
I mean, new. Kevin Garnett's 40. You're Are right. you kidding me? <laughs> I, I, I can't think of anybody right now that I'm like, oh. Or no, maybe 42. I can't wait to continue to watch them. Jeez. I, I can't think of any of them. Like, I What do you mean? Like, there's. Giannis, we talking about Luca. Yeah, Giannis, Luca, yeah. Sam, all like, the superstars right now are young. What do you mean? They're so good now that, like. Trey Young, they're all superstars. Oh, you know, ah, they're superstars already. That's See, what I'm saying. What do you mean you're say. not excited to watch them? They're already there. Yeah, but a lot of these ones that we call superstars now, they're kind of in weird places. Like, we're talking about the Hawks. We're talking about the Mavericks. But we're that's how it about should be, though. It yeah. should be. No, I love that's that. That's how they get better. They're going to bring one of those teams to the playoffs no, and no. do something decent. Oh, I agree. I had the Hawks as my sleeper team to make noise in the playoffs this year. Oh, you want to know who's balling, too? DeAndre Hunter. Woo! Balling. He's balling. I made these NFL picks. Come on, get out of here. What's next? What's the picks, George? We're gonna let first, pick first, first game. They're both games are on Sunday this week, by the way. First game, one p.m. Arizona time, which is <laughs> noon Pacific time. and three Eastern. Bucks at Packers. Packers favored by three and a half. Who are you guys, Zach? Ooh, it's only three and a half. I think the Packers are gonna do it by more than three and a half. That what I'm looking at right now says three and a half, but it could be this is just one app, so it could be different. At, you know, like different books, or maybe you've seen something different. Mm, yeah, no, I think Packers got to do it. I mean, it, I'm I'm a Jets fan, so I'm never going to root for Brady. Although I agree with what you guys said earlier, right. but I'm think this is Aaron Rodgers here. Somehow they're going to stop Brady. George, you, you want got? me to go? So the Bucks and Packers played one time this year already. And, and Packers yeah, got yeah the Bucks slapped, smoked them thirty eight ten or whatever it was. I don't remember watching the game, so I don't know if it was like I watched what it. The... No, it was awful. Aaron Rodgers was awful. Yeah. Threw like three interceptions in like the first half. I think something weird. Okay, yeah. I wanted some fumbles. I think happened. Running back Jones. I think had fumbled. I think. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it, or or if I did, I wasn't paying close attention because I can't remember now why. But I don't think Devontae Adams played. I don't think. In okay. That game. Um, oh. I'm going to give the same reasoning that I've given before. I don't think a warm weather team, even though Tom Brady played in the cold, I don't think a warm weather team is would is ever going to go into Lambeau in January in a game this big where Rodgers is having like comeback season of the ages and beat that team. Their offensive line is dominant. Their defensive line is way better than any defensive line that Rodgers has had there. And even though I think Michael Thomas, a healthy Michael Thomas is probably still the best wide receiver in the league, they have the guy playing better than any other wide receiver in the league, Devontae Adams. Fam, did you see they tried to shadow him? Wait, who did the Rams lose to? They lost to Green Bay, right? Yeah. They tried to shadow him, and Devontae was... (laughs) His route running, like, off just off the line, his, his feet off the line is... Unmatched, but that was bad, bad, bad Rams decisions. They didn't press him at all. You, you can't. They, uh, well, Ramsey pressed him the whole game. Oh uh, no, they, he they, followed the him. Yeah, we, started we, him. He took him. He started the, with the press, but then they moved into like a. He gave him some room. Well, he gave him a game lot. Of might room. have been over by then. No, nah, yeah. the game was never really over in that Rams game. They were within like striking death. They just couldn't do anything. It wasn't like an incredible blowout. It was just like, okay, clearly you're not winning today. No, no, I don't mean the score was a blowout, but they were always up by like a touchdown or, or at least, and right. they like true, doubled yeah. the yardage on the Rams. It was like 500 total yards to 250 or something like that. Like you never got the sense the Rams were like, okay, here they go. I'm going to pick the Bucks. One, because we're, we're, we're talking about Tom Brady here again. Like we're still talking about Tom Brady. That's one. Two, 
I think the Bucks. There are teams that do match up really well against other teams, and the Packers. The Packers haven't won a conference game, whatever conference division, whatever this is, <coughs> conference championship game since they won a Super Bowl. So I mean, that's about what, twelve years ago. Like they are, they've lost a lot of these, you know, within like that block of time since they've been. I don't see them winning this one. Yes, Rodgers is having a phenomenal year, but the times that Rodgers did play bad this year, I think his worst game of the year was probably in Tampa Bay. I, I expect to yeah, see Yeah, I would have thing. to look in more into that game to know what happened. But also the Packers have now three legitimate running backs. They do. Dylan was not a part of the offense back then. And we already know how good Aaron Jones is. And then they basically just have two other just bruiser guys who can run. I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to go Bucks by a touchdown. In, listen, wow. Tom Brady is a special. There's no doubt about it. Um, Antonio Brown might be out. That might – that actually could work in the Bucks' favor if you think about it because anytime they played Scotty Miller a lot of snaps, he just seems to always be open. So it could work in their favor. Uh, maybe Green Bay would underestimate him. <sighs> Packer Bucks. I just it, it's to me it's not a matchup thing. It's just like I want to say, fam, Bucks. you're. I don't know what the weather is, but obviously it's gonna be cold because it's Green oh, Bay it's and, and snowing. Yeah, January, but but Tom I Brady just don't. Done yeah. that. Tom Brady and Gronk. They've yeah, done but that. his receivers got to catch the ball in that weather though. You're you right. know what I mean? You're right, but I mean Antonio Brown. I mean he's been out the league for a while, but he played in Steelers. I mean, there. We're t- that's if he plays though. Oh. I mean, he yeah. may not play. He's I, got a knee injury. I think a lot more of the players that are on the Buccaneers, they came from cold weather places. I mean, even their defenders, a lot of the defense came from, like, New York. They came from other places like that. So I I, I really want to say Packers yeah, but get blown their out, whole second, honestly. Their whole secondary is new. Aren't they all young? And the linebacker, White, the has only played in warm weather. Balling. He all was right. last week. Yeah. Balling all year. Well, I haven't watched. Oh, okay. I'm not watching good Devin White. I'm watching, right. Brady. <laughs> I'm watching Brady. I'm watching Brady, and then Devin White's a guaranteed have a good game, not Brady. I mean, what? what's the next game, fam? Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by three. And by the way, in the first game, I don't think that I would, at least right now, I have to do more research before I would put in a Packers minus three and a half slip. I, I, right now, I would lean Bucks cover that number, but Packers win. Um, Chiefs minus three right now. I'm surprised the number's even up. I guess they know that Mahomes is playing. Because yeah. why would the number be, be up if they were unsure? Who you got, Zach? Yeah, there's no way. If Mahomes is playing, the Chiefs are definitely going to win. Uh, I'm excited to see that game. I hope it's high scoring. I feel like Buffalo let me down last week by not doing anything. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's – but see, and we talked about that on the show last week at my or two weeks ago or whatever. My thing with Josh Allen is like he's to the level now where if they they don't play well, you're surprised. Yeah. that's exactly. He's reached that level of superstar now where it's like the, the Bills didn't score 30 points. No, he has. Yeah, I mean, we're talking exactly. about – Exactly. Especially with Diggs. Fam, Diggs. I think they had three and half weeks or even. You say, what is that? No, I just said, especially with Diggs. Diggs is playing out of his mind this year. So if, if they don't have yeah. at least one, you know, between one him and Devontae, those are the guys are the most uncoverable in the league. Yeah, you know, I looked at it as and uh, Tyreek obviously. And I looked at it as just Buffalo shock. Like, I mean, it's Buffalo, man. Like, I mean, uh, they beat the, the Ravens. Like, I think their primary goal. Uh, like I tell my son to play soccer. If you're having a hard time scoring, stop them from scoring. Buffalo's sole focus was like Lamar Jackson that I think 
the offense did kind of take a hit on it. Now, there's two separate sides of the ball, you know, the offensive and the defense. But, like, I think they did their job so well in stopping them that, like, it just became like a let's just not mess this up. Like, you can easily see when coaches start coaching that way. <coughs> hey, man, we're doing so good right now. We The only goal right now is just not to mess this up. We can probably score 45 points if we want to, but we're in a good spot. Let's, it looked like they played. Let's just not mess this up right now. I think that's good. Now, this week, they're going to have to score about 35, 40 points, and they're going to win. I picked Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to win. I think they're a better football team than this Well, Chiefs you just team. said a bunch of stuff that made it think you were going to pick them to lose, and then you said Yeah, that was tricky. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I, you did. Uh, no, we said, both heard you. No, no, no. I said that they played the Ravens how I think they plan to play them. We got to stop Lamar Jackson. And yeah, but now, when I was saying now, all the stuff I was saying, you were disagreeing. You were like, Allen. Uh, no, no, no. I was saying that you've put Allen in that category based off of 17 games this year, 16 games this right. year. We didn't feel that way that year. Like, I don't. Of course not. Like, now, that's what now, you better. Now, next year. If he does it the first four or five games and get three, he does it again. Oh, yeah. Now I look at Allen as a 35-point game person. This year, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Buffalo Bills didn't make the playoffs next year. Wouldn't be shocked. It's still the Buffalo Bills. We wouldn't be well, shocked. They're, they're pro- oh, no. Actually, Dab- Dabble's returning, so they'll be let in the playoffs. I would be, let me tell you this. <laughs> if I Dabble would, had lost, then it'd be a different story. Let me tell you this. I would be shocked if the Browns made the playoffs next year. I would. That, that would shock me. It depends how much. See, I, th- I think almost more important than players, un- unless you're talking about quarterback, obviously, is coaching staff. If you have the same, that's like when a lot of these teams go to the Super Bowl and then they don't make it even the playoffs the next year. When you look, like a lot of those teams lost a coordinator or lost right. two coordinators. People don't focus on that kind of stuff. So Brian Dabble is coming back. San Diego, I keep on saying San Diego, but you know what I mean. They hired other man when they should have right. hired Dabble. The three best offensive staffs in the NFL right now, not in order, but the three best offensive staffs in the NFL is Chiefs, <laughs> Buffalo Bills, and Indianapolis. Period. Huh? Those are the three best offensive staffs in the NFL. Any of those teams lose any of their guys, things change. So Buffalo's going to be just as good because Dabble's coming back. If he would have left, he's the one – I'm not going to say single-handedly responsible for Josh Allen's growth, but he's – Highly responsible. Even if he comes back, I wouldn't be shocked if Buffalo didn't make the playoffs. Like same staff, I, I and, and, yeah, no, same no. staff. Well, same unless staff, there's tons of injuries, what? I just don't I think see it. They're in the AFC East too. We got to remember that. I, I, yeah, the Packers are going to be bad. New England. Who else? Who's Miami's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't discredit the growth and understanding of other teams. Like. Once you see what a team really does, like you can kind of figure now, it out. I understand that, but trust me, it's all about staff and quarterback. Oh, I if agree. You have that same staff and that same quarterback, you're gonna you're good. Uh like I said, like I got Bills. Niners last year. I mean Garoppolo got hurt, but they lost coaches. They lost the coaches, yeah. Uh, I think those coaches were whack wherever they went to too, I think. Um Sala was still there, but whoever their offensive guys were left. I got Bills Bucks. Super Bowl now. I think that's the weirdest Super Bowl ever, but that's who I got. Who you got, George? I would pick um, Josh Allen for my MVP, but it would be irresponsible if I did not pick the greatest quarterback of all time to win the game. So I, Chiefs win. That's not irresponsible. It would be irresponsible. No, it's not. Now, if it's in, now, if it was the Super Bowl. If it's in Buffalo. I'll do that. Damn, he's been quarter, a starting quarterback two years. He's been to the Thanks. AFC Championship game and won a Super Bowl. You Relax. Right now, that first year, he probably could have won the Super Bowl as well if it wasn't for a bad snap on a decision well, like that. Well, they went to New England, I think. Uh, is, is yes, what it is. but it's still. But I'm just saying, like, 
It's Irre- irresponsible on my part to not pick the greatest NFL quarterback of all time. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. The most talented NFL quarterback of all time. Whatever you are. So comfortable you got with. Chiefs Packers. Well, Chiefs Packers was like the first Super Bowl ever, I think. I think in history. I think so. Um, I think it was. It may have been. Yeah. Uh, so you two got Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. I think they may have played back to back years, Super Bowl one and Super Bowl two. I'm not 100% sure about that, but that, that may have been the case. I think they were the only two teams in the league, too. All right. So you guys got Chiefs, Packers. I got Bucks, Bills. Oh, my gosh. I really don't want it to be Bucks, Bills. That's weird. But I do want Bucks. Actually, I do. I don't know. We'll see. Double Bs. All right. All Zach, right. we appreciate you coming on. If you want to give your IGs, Twitters to our listeners, if they want to follow yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. It was great to you know talk to you and chop it up. Uh, of course. Instagram is Sneaker Law Firm, at Sneaker Law Firm, or at The Sneaker Attorney. Uh, and then at Sneaker Law Firm for pretty much everything else. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, all those fun things. Everything else as well. Nice. So, the Raiders were in Super Bowl two and lost to Green Bay. Sorry. So Green Bay won both and beat Casey and then Oakland. Um, so we appreciate everybody who likes to listen to stuff like that. We appreciate Zach coming on, talking to us, you know, giving us a little insight on something that we're not professional in and don't know about. Uh, like I said, follow him, you know, and, and, and if you're looking for real answers to stuff, you know, follow his IG. He always posts stuff regularly about sneakers and, and new things legally that happens. And instead of just sitting around with the homies guessing and trying to act like we're lawyers and stuff, you know, go ahead and check that out. So, all right, Zach, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, sir. All right. Talk to you later. Take care. Take it easy. All right, George, you got anything else? Nope. Shy. Shy Shy Gillius, however you pronounce his middle name. How old is he? 23? Uh, I want to say 21, but here, I'll look it up. He only played one year in college, so. (sighs) I need to really think about that because I do want to talk about that. 22. July 98. I need to see and you know how I feel about Canadians too, so like it's shocking that I would do that. But yeah, <laughs> I think you just said Wayne Gretzky earlier. No, um, but he, that's hockey. It's different. <laughs> I'm talking about Canadians that play basketball that get overhyped and then they're trash. You don't like Canadians, RJ Barrett at all. Well, you're, oh, well, you're right. relax on Barrett. He's better, but uh, Andrew Wiggins. They I, thought he'd be the greatest player of all time. Wiggins, oh, trash. Right. Uh, Barrett. Watch that play last mm-hmm. night. I uh, Anthony, uh, number one overall pick, man, was that's Canadian. Different. No, that's it's not. A, that, that, was, no, that, was, that? that was a. Uh, uh, it was probably the worst draft of all time, but still, like he's a Canadian and went number one. Where's Michael Oluwa Candy from? I think like an island, maybe. Oh, okay. I don't think, I think he's so. You're right. I think he just had a Canadian hairline. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I look him up. Shout out to our Canadian listeners. <laughs> I guess the phone is listening to you because I typed in Michael and it pulled up Olo Kandi. Like that's the only one you could think of. Of course, that's what it of him. It should be like Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. Like, Man, the phones are listening though. Like they, you probably they right. Everything. Bro. Okay, say something else. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Tom. <laughs> Tom what? Tom Hardy. Oh, Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau came up first? No, that's because your search is strictly sports stuff all day. So that's what it, it, it's 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 to you. It's attracted to you. Now, maybe Michael Jordan should have came up instead of Michael Olacandy, but your phone is like attributed to your search store. So it's like, okay, this is George searching. We're going to look up. Fam. We're not going to look up Tom Hardy. We're not going to look up Tom Brady. We're not going to look up Tom <laughs> Herring. Okay, well, I'm just glad that the phone's not listening. Oh, no, it's listening. Well, All right, I got it the nose. He was born in Nigeria, raised in London. Ooh, so that, that's probably why you thought Canada, because they still bow to the queen. So. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I got another note. That's the thing. Bye, 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 bye. Let's go home.